Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. for breakfast. It's been a freaky old Friday here on the 8th of October. Plenty going on. Izzy Scott, the, oh, he got us going, didn't he, with his conversation around Silver Lake. With the current setting of the NPC competition and Auckland teams not coming out, the financial ramifications, well, they are huge and they could be dire. So that conversation around Silver Lake, and is that a more appetising option? Now, we had to have it, and um, it was great to hear from Dino and a couple more callers with their opinion on rugby at the grassroots level because it all is implicated within this. We caught up with Mark Chittick talking Super Seth, a bit of shagging going on down in Matamana, and, of course, Joey Wheeler, too, and talked Farrah Palmer Cup with the final this week in Canterbury, the dynasty. Can they make it five on the trot? Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We'll catch you guys again on Monday. Get ahead of allergy season this spring and pick up Claritine from Chemist Warehouse. 60 tablets, now just $26.99. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. It is Friday the 8th of October and it's just after 6 o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And Baz is over in the UAE. It's actually his team is playing right now and they are facing, like Trudy's just said, the Rajasthan Royals. And they've got them 67 for 8. Lockie Ferguson is bowling very, very quick. I think he's got bowling figures of 3 for 8. Three wickets for 8 runs from Lockie Ferguson. He's bowling about 145 clicks. So he is troubling, troubling Rajasthan Royals. And uh, our Bears is there for another week. They are trucking on, going extremely well. Keep it up, Bears McCullum over there in the UAE. Uh, coming up on the show, we've got Quizzy Dag. It's Quizzy Dag Friday. And this Friday, it's themed. It's themed. It's Ramfurly Shield themed. So get those books out and start studying. Because we're coming at you with some Ramfurly Shield uh, trivia for Friday. Oh, just before that battle on Saturday. So get studying for the Quizzy Dag at about 6.40ish. Anyway, on the show today, we have Blair Baxter, the Canterbury Women's Farah Palmer Cup side take on Waikato this weekend, chasing their fifth consecutive title. And uh, looking forward to chatting to Blair Baxter. He's also the the new, the coach of the South Island Super Rugby Old Picky side. 
that was announced earlier on this week, so it'd be great to chat, uh, chat to Blair Baxter about that, how his combinations, his squad is looking for the up-and-coming South Island Super Rugby Old Picky competition next year. But uh, before then, he's got a big, big battle as Waikato women's side come down and take on the Canterbury women's side. And if you remember last year's final, Canterbury just got up in the dying minutes, dying seconds to beat Waikato down here. So Waikato will be looking for a bit of redemption. Chelsea Alley uh, and the squad, James Simple, the coach we spoke to last week. So looking forward to that cracking game. And, uh, well, Waikato start racing has tasted some success over the last wee while with a Group 1 win by Never Been Kissed. Never Been Kissed, paying about 40 bucks on the weekend. I had a wee look at that and went against it. I was so gutted. So gutted. Never Been Kissed. They have, have, they have a few racing this weekend, so Mark Chittick is here to talk and give us another tip. Chittick will hopefully bring us a wee tip to get us through the weekend. Get us through the weekend. Anyway, Ramfield Shield Fever is only one sleep away. Tasman travel to take on Hawks Bay. At the Fortress, that is McLean Park. Joe Wheeler is a Tasman old boy and now Sky TV panellist. He joins us to give us his neutral, his neutral take. He's going to bring a neutral look at this game. I've told him, I've got into him, I said, mate, we had your coach on yesterday. Bring a neutral bring a neutral take on this weekend's game. So looking forward to chatting to my good mate, Joe Wheeler. He's, a, he's good fun. He'll bring some good chat, Joe Wheeler. So looking forward to that. And then Friday tipple. Friday tipple, it's uh, a big part of the week, we've had a big week this week, and uh, we want to cheers everyone, cheers you at home, and cheers everyone that's joined us on the week, so stay tuned, about 7, 8.40ish, we're going to have a wee, uh, wee sip, thanks to Leo and the team at headquarters up there in Auckland, and uh, we'll cheers to all our guests, so looking forward to that, it's got a great show ahead of us, uh, looking uh yeah, looking forward to ripping into this weekend. I'm going to be heading to the Hawks Bay on Saturday, Louis, to watch that game. Front row seats to that game down up there in Hawks Bay. And uh, really looking forward to it. It's going to be an absolute cracker. When are you heading up, good mate? Good morning, mate. Yeah, good morning, mate. When are you heading up? Uh, heading tomorrow morning. I'll fly from Christchurch with me crutches uh, early in the morning. And Dad's going to pick me up. And then I'll cruise home. And then I'll head to the stadium about 2 o'clock and... Get prepared. I'm working with uh, Grant Nisbet and Ian Smith, so I got some absolute <laughs> legends around me. They'll be, they'll be uh, giving me a few tips, a few pointers. Um, no, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to getting there and watching the game and and getting home and seeing the family. Yeah, of course, that's awesome, mate. So, um, are you, have you have you been back to the bay since your mum passed? Uh, no, no, no. This will be the first time. So, yeah, be the first time. It'd be pretty weird going home and. Uh, you know, it'd be different old old feel at home, but um, oh, that's all right. I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna, I'll go visit mum on set and just uh, my sister's been amazing. Eh? She's got the perfect grass, all these flowers around, oh, and awesome. everything's everything's looking nice. And got you know, got those little um, those little uh, things that flicker around in the wind, little windmill things that poking the little kids have all the kids have pimped it out. Eh, that's my mum. She's very <laughs> colourful, very vibrant. So all the kids taking all these colouring in things and. It made it look pretty cool. So, yeah, I'll go there Saturday and, and, and see Mama and then just cruise, yeah, go catch up with Grandma, see my sister and uh, go watch the cracking game of rugby, mate. And there's a bit of racing on Saturday too, so we can't well, get that. You might oh, have yeah. a, you might have a, a might profit a weekend. So. <laughs> I might be working, but the app will be on the side, all right? <laughs> well, Nisbo, Nisbo loves a punt. 
This boy loves hey. it. Oh, yeah, he worked in the yeah. TAB for years. And um, yeah. and obviously Smithy's a degenerate gambler, so <laughs> between the three of years. Two role models around yeah, is he? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll be half-time. Oi, did you get on that one? Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, welcome back to Sky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a great weekend for racing, though, uh, mate. Across the ditch in Australia. Oh, it's fantastic. There's so many Group 1s on. Um, we've got the Turak Handicap with Elephant we've been talking about. And um, yeah. I, I've tipped out I'm Thunderstruck. I think it's one of the bets of the weekend. It just sets up so well in the same race. And then Zaki, again, the freak. If you want 20% returns, just pack Zaki. <laughs> Just back Zaki, a dollar twenty. It would take something catastrophic for it to not win. It's it's a, mm. a horse on another level. It's not quite Winks, but it's you know not the second coming either. But it's pretty close. So yeah, and then back here in New Zealand, we got Howder and Matamata. But I just looked at the weather, mate, and um, for my love racing update a bit later on, and the weather's pretty grim down country. Double eight, double three. If you're around Matamata or Howder. He helped me out. Let me know how much rain you've had and how much rain you think you have. If you're a farmer right now and you're tractor, um, let me know. I'd be really curious because it, we're waiting for dry tracks and we can't seem to get them. So if you are around those areas at all, around the Taranaki 97.2 FM or Maramara on 9.54 AM, um, send us a text. What's the weather doing? Really curious. It doesn't look good, as so it might be a few wet tracks in New Zealand, so we might be looking to Australia yeah. Nice, man. I don't mind a wet track, eh? Because it brings out all the, gets the odds going up, and you know, Daggy loves a wee odd, so, you know, the favourites tend to just slip away. They don't really like the wet mud and, and things like that, so something rough will come in, and, and it makes it that much enjoyable, those meetings. But no, I'm looking forward to the week, weekend. I haven't actually watched Zaki race, so I'm actually looking forward to watching Zaki and, and see what a phenomenon it, it is. Yeah. Because uh, dollar twenty, that is wow. That is just oh man, I can't believe it. What did Winks ever get to? What did Winks ever get to? The lowest dollar ten, dollar nine. Oh wow. I remember, people take that, eh? I remember my my first my, yeah, I did, my first thousand dollar bet <laughs> ever was on Winks. <laughs> And I shouted the flat dinner. Shannon, I shouted the flat dinner afterwards with my hundred and ten dollars. Like it's just when she's won when she's won thirty races in a row and twenty odd at Group One, thirty two races in a row. Yeah. Like you, you get to a point where it's like yes, it's not an exact science, and yes, you know. But it's like when you go on for a basic surgery and they're like, you know, there's always a chance that it's not going to go right. <laughs> so you can kind of, but Winks was a, and I think Zaki's getting to that point where you can take your 20%, but I'm not saying do anything stupid. Do not. Yeah, because you, if I put my money in the bank, I'm only getting 1%, 2%. So, yeah. so 20%, 20% return. 20% return is incredible. Yeah, you be playing around your his account, I'll take you. Although Bitcoin is going so well at the moment. Oh, don't get me started. Have you the, got some? Oh, yeah. No, I'm loving the crypto. Cri- oh, I'm loving the I've crypto got some swing. too. I had thought I'd have a little dabble with the crypto. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Watching it go through the roof. Right. Have you noticed? It's been flying. What are we at today? <laughs> I'll have a look. So, what's Bitcoin at now? I'll have a look. I One Bitcoin's yesterday. worth about 57,000. I was looking last night, which is wow. that's US dollars. Uh, so. Yeah, seventy-eight New Zealand dollars. Yeah. Yep. So um, we're on a we're on an upswing. Can I? Can you see that? That's good. That line there. That means we're going well. Wow. Seventy-eight thousand New Zealand dollars. It was about forty thousand about two months ago. Eh? Had a big dip. Was it about, had about, yeah. Yeah. Had a huge dip. So it was about forty thousand. Has China really? Has they still affected that? Has China still affected? Um, 
because they were banning cryptocurrency trading in in China, weren't they? Yeah, they were having. And that's a, what made it fall out of the guts. And um, Elon Musk t- and Elon Musk retracted that he was kind of. He said that his Tesla was pulling a bunch of their crypto, um, and it kind of made everyone panic. But the the worlds of the world of it's crypto so crazy, is though. so crazy. Like you can just people can make coins anyway. This is. It's I not, just tried to sell mine last night because it got really high, and I hadn't didn't log in properly, and I was like, oh, so I still got mine, but I own point zero 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 one of one bitcoin. Oh right. <laughs> I don't own a bitcoin because one's but, worth yeah. seventy eight thousand dollars. It's yeah, one yeah. coin. I own point zero 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 one of a coin. There you go. <laughs> it's fun though. It is fun. Um. <laughs> so yeah, things are going well. But Zaki is a twenty percent return that you can kind of take to the bank. Ride to the bank. Hey, what about what about NFTs? Yeah, do you, you understand what NFTs? And you ever thought about getting an NFT? Because I've been seeing lots of chat about this same. NFTs on on social. Yep, and same. I don't, like, I don't know, know what, what they are. Uh, something something tokens, financial tokens, and it tends to be like digital artwork. I'm not quite sure. I've have, mm. have, have got to do some reading on that one. We need to get we need to get yeah. Chemist Warehouse Dan Carter in. Cause <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's we need a money slot. He's been really smart. He's been really smart. So he started his own company with NFTs, and, and his whole reasoning is World Rugby owned, owned his am, images, all his images. So yeah. I think he's going into partnership with World Rugby to, to secure his images. And then like those you know, those moments when he kicked a grubber kick against the British and Irish Lions, or he kicked a drop kick against... So like, I think they're digital uh, moments that people can own. And, yeah, like and people and pay, and then photos. Yeah, yeah. like gifts. And, and I think... If you own those rights at the start, every time they get unsold, you get royalty. You get royalty, so you keep. If you if you're the original owner and they keep selling, they keep selling, they go up in value. You take a percentage of it each sale at time. Every time it gets sold, you're on it. That's the kind of an understanding I got. And so you know the little uh, gifts that you send. The little gifts that you send to over your phone to your your friends. You know the little side eye, the little little blonde girl with her little side eye. The gift. The the parents of that little girl who put that online and then sold it for NFTs. I made eighty thousand US out of that little one little image alone of that little girl with her side eyes. I saw that. That on the, I read about that. That is crazy. This world is just manic, blowing my mind with these things that are coming out. But it's very clever, and it's um, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a look at it because I know TJ Pedernata and the boys are really into um, cryptocurrency, real into crypto, and uh, and doing all those things. So he's he rang me up. He's like, mate, you, do you do crypto? I was like, nah, I don't understand it, mate. I, I just I, I don't I don't I don't know I don't, I don't know if I trust it you know like because I like to see yeah, yeah, yeah. something solid right in front of me or see money or you know like something I just don't know too much about it to jump into it but anyway I'll have to do some study yeah no it's a it's a hard kind of um, mental block to get past the non like physical but what you got to do is you just have to trust which is which is hard to do trust that the asset is there um i think it, it was explained to me earlier this year of kind of post the covid pandemic like we are printing so much money inflation around the world like the united states is printing trillions of dollars which sends inflation through the roof right so you want assets now is a time when you don't want money in the bank you want assets whether that's no. nfts no. cryptocurrency um rear assets they call them art trading cards you want to try and spread your wealth into things that have value are limited there's only a certain number of them. In Bitcoin, there are only a certain number that can be made up until a date, which I think is uh, 21 million, isn't it? 21 million Bitcoin? Yeah, and it's in, I think it's the end of the 30s. So, there's the theory there. We are so far behind the eight ball in New Zealand, though. Like, 
our banking regulations and our government, like financial and the Reserve Bank, they like they are so kind of um, standoffish to it. And the big partners and the big towers and um, you know your Craig's Investments and your whatever's your Deloitte's in town, they are so behind in New Zealand as far as kind of recognizing it. From my understanding, it's a very intuitive understanding. Where in America, guys like Mark Cuban, the Dallas Mavericks owners, you can buy tickets to the games with cryptocurrency and it's becoming a bit more mm. and so like Elon Musk Elon Musk you could buy Tesla I don't know where that's at at the moment but even the oldest bank in America is um, starting to accept that you could lend against it so you can start to show your worth your personal wealth and you can put, put your crypto portfolio forward which is so far where we're away from in New Zealand so it's going to be really curious to see over the next 10 years and um, if you can kind of trust it and get in early I guess like remember thinking I'm thinking like five, three, two, even 2 or 3 years ago People talking about Bitcoin, you thought that you're insane, right? Like you're you're like a crazy mm. person, but it is becoming more and more common. So, anyway, that's some mm. weird weird chat to start the day. The funniest isn't it? line was: <laughs> Is he talking about TJ ringing up, going, "Hey, mate, do you do crypto?" I don't know. I don't want. Don't know about it. I haven't heard about it. I don't know if I trust it. So it's like crypto. So it sounds like some sort of illicit drug. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, he's yeah. It was it was fascinating, but I haven't. Yeah, I don't don't understand it. I, I know little bits, but. I know people that are really into it, and so I just, yeah. It's just one of those things, like, do you trust it or do you don't? And, and, and I just, I'm not educated enough to really go spend 70000 US on something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't buy all Bitcoin, as Trudy said. Uh, never back nah, to... you, you buy it all. Yeah, buy yeah, it all, you go. yeah, buy it all, buy heaps of them. Um, ne- never banked, never backed Winks, great horse. I've got a habit of killing favourites from Craig. Well, I don't, Craig, I don't even think you could stop Winks, and I suggest that not even you could stop Zaki at this stage. Uh, good morning, lads and Trudy. At this, all this chat about betting just topped up the TAB account, but we need Baz back as there's not been many winners come out of you two. All right. Oh, Mark. All right, Mark. That is, that's actually right, lies as well, all right? Because yesterday yeah. um, we talked. We spoke, we had Cool and Gator, we got the early lead into that one. I'm thunderstruck this weekend, I'm putting my neck on the line, I'm saying it beats Elephant. And also, oh, excuse me, yesterday when I spoke to Smithy, Heidi Bell, Robbie Hannum, the great jockey who's based down south, who's a real hard case, he was back at the races and Heidi Bell got up at uh, Awapuni, which was good to find a winner for Smithy. So there is, there are winners to be found as in. We will do our best this weekend. Hey, just quickly um, before we head off, the, the Waikato boundary... I think it's put this uh, Heartland Championship game into a little bit of yeah. um, concern because I saw last night that King Country's only got 22 available players as it stands at the moment. Yeah, uh, yeah seven of them got caught on the boundary. I think Tikawiti, Tikawiti was just in the boundary and uh, seven of the players uh, got caught. But, yeah, still, it's still going ahead. They they managed to wrangle up some players. Love that little conversation last night with Sammy Kane and, they spoke about, yeah, we're just going to go training and then straight off we're going to whip down to the RSA and have a wee feed and, you know, just connect as a team. And that's what it's about, you know, these boys going down there, training hard on a Thursday night and the club just putting on a nice wee feast. So, And it's been it's been um, broadcast Saturday, Sky TV. It's on Sky TV this weekend. Sammy Kane's got the pull, so 
He's got the he's got the pool for Sky Sky Sports, so they're streaming it on live on Sky on at two thirty on Saturday. Yeah, Nigel Olden going to do the commentary, which is great. It's yeah. re, it's really cool. And um, he was on the news, did a live cross into the news last night. Sam he was talking about how cool it was to kind of you know if there was going to be one team, it was going to be King Country because where he grew up around Ripper Road. That was his it? beanie. His cool his, beanie. He was in this beanie. He had this yeah. like he was looking hench as with his shot, like arms folded, and he ran trotted off into training. It was great. He seems like he's really embracing it, and it's really cool for grassroots rugby game on Louis says Craig on double eight double three Craig where are you are you in Matamata or Haora I'm after a weather report from down country somebody help me out on double eight double three we're going to hear and hear about Tyson Fury after this because yesterday he had his press conference with Deontay Wilder before their third installment of their trilogy kicks off on Sunday there was fireworks at the press conference of course there was it's Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury so let's hear some of that after this Baz and Izzy for breakfast with Chemist Warehouse great savings every day and it is 25 minutes past 6 o'clock and the Kolkata Night Riders our favourite IPL team have won by 86 runs which would put them firmly into fourth spot in the playoffs, um, fourth spot on the standings on 14 points, which should be enough to get them in the playoffs. Izzy, I just did a quick little uh, look at the, the fixtures and the results. Since Bears left this show, they've gone 5-2. and yeah. two. I know. I know, mate. It's, um, it's so good to see. So good to see as well. Flem came on and said, mate, they're a scary prospect because they're going over. They've got nothing to lose. And Bears, we know, with that mentality, he... He just said to the boys, we've got nothing to lose. Let's just go out swinging. And that's always been his his philosophy as well. Aggressive mindsets. Go out. I don't mind if you go out and you, you go out um, swinging, you know. And it's just good to see Bears over there doing well. We'd love to have him back here, but he's doing a great job over there and, and he's getting the job done and hopefully he can push on. And How good would that be, a final against Flem's team? Chennai Super Kings. That would be absolutely doozy. So, nah, great to see Bears over there. Doing well, mate. Leading them really, really well, like he does here on the Bears and his equal Bricky. A hundred percent. So he, so Chennai Super Kings, Flames teams firmly qualified. So uh, Mumbai Indians, who are only two points behind Bears on twelve now, they've still got a game, but the run rate is firmly in the Kolkata Knight Riders' favour. Of course, that it is. Of course, Bears's team has the highest uh, net run rate. That <laughs> is just <laughs> that makes perfect sense. So congratulations, brother. Hopefully, we can catch up with you soon at some stage and celebrate. Hey, Izzy, this weekend, I reckon it's the sporting event of the weekend. Um, there's the Caulfield mm. Guineas, of course, the Shield Challenge. We get to play, uh, Canterbury gets to play Wellington tonight and give them the smackdown, which is always good to see. But for me, it's Fury versus Wilder, and the press conference was yesterday, and here's a clip. There was fireworks, there was words thrown around. So here's Fury, peak Tyson Fury, I would call it. He accused me of everything, accused his team, his trainer, the suit, injuries, um, the accused. Oh, the Athletic State Commission of Nevada, they were in on it as well, the referee, uh, whoever else. Maybe if you'd come out with one of these excuses, then it would have been believable, but not 50 of them, come on. Um, and he can believe what he wants. What it tells me is that he's a weak, mental little person who I'm going to not spark out on Saturday night. In fact, he's even copying me, look, he's got no t-shirt on today, he learned that from me. <laughs> I'm famous for wearing no shirt in press conferences and having no shirts on. This guy's copying me all the time. And I know it's, it's, I'm an inspiring person and everybody wants to be like T. But you know, it's supposed to be Bronze Bomber. Do your own thing. Stop copying the Gypsy King. 
I love it, eh? I love it. I just wa- I watched that whole presser, and man, it was good. Like just at the start, it was so calm, so so chilled. Then towards the end, eh? Like the the MC just couldn't get a word in, and uh, it was fireworks and accusations. Like just the whole build up. Like obviously Tyson was meant to fight AJ Wilder. Was like no, no, no. Took him to court, won the court battle. Wilder has to come back and uh, fight Fury. Um, I mean, Fury has come back and fight Wilder, I should say, and yeah, just the whole build-up. It's been it's been crazy. And then talk hearing in that press conference, Fury's uh, had a baby seven weeks ago. He was in hospital for two weeks, so he wouldn't wouldn't have been training. So he's had five weeks preparation. He's come back from COVID. Man, it's just a lot a lot of things that have happened for this build-up. And um, just sitting there watching Wilder, he's pretty relaxed, eh? Yeah, pretty relaxed, pretty chilled. Wasn't really biting too much until the end, and then they're about to have the face off, and it got shut down, mate. So it got shut down. That would have been fireworks if that happened. I think Bob Bob Arum, who's the promoter of for Top Rank, um, he he knows that they, there's too much at stake to let those guys get face to face and someone do something dumb. Like it was so cagey about the whole thing. I got it's. Look, I think it's Tyson Fury in a canter. I haven't checked the odds. We'll do yeah. that later in the show. What do you think? Double eight, double three, Fury, Wilder. I mean, is there even a conversation at this stage? I think we know who's the better boxer. But I think Tyson Fury's got extreme um, respect for Wilder because I was, I've seen him speak about the power Wilder actually does possess before, and he didn't believe it until he got hit. And once he got hit, mm. now he believes it. So double eight, double three. Are you watching the fight with the lads or are you watching the fight with the family? And who do you have on top, Fury or Wilder? We'd love to hear from you. We're going to keep talking about it throughout the morning because it is going to be a hell of a spectacle. We've got a Love Racing update. We've got a themed quizzy dag today for the Ranfilly Shield and so much more before we get to 7 o'clock. But right now it's the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Twenty-seven minutes away from seven o'clock. Thank you, Trudy, for that. Yeah, tomorrow it's not just a massive day for racing in New Zealand or today. Harness in the Gallops Arena, but of course, uh, harness racing. There's a great meet at Alexandra Park tonight. We've got Uncle Louie for our pacing for purpose tip in race yes. number four. The Scan Man has scanned the fields and found us one, so hopefully that can get up. An amazing dream tomorrow night. In the Bendigo Cup, which is a, a really important race, $300,000 is a lot of cash for a harness race, and uh, she is $3.70 currently, or there or thereabouts, and she's racing in unbelievable form. She gets a pretty good draw from Barrier 5, or Gate 5, Anthony Butt in the chair, so... Uh, yeah, she's right there. Amazing Dream King of Swing is $2.45, the favourite, but has drawn out a little bit. So there you go. Amazing Dream, a really special horse. But Izzy, I asked for a, to help me with my Love Racing.nz Thoroughbred update, a little bit of a weather update from around the country. And uh, mm. Hayden from Harwood, from the Naki has come through. Been wet in the Naki the last couple of days, so wet track for Harwood. I don't expect anything else. Yep. Ooh appreciate it up. yeah i appreciate that hayden and i suspect it's going to be much the same for matter matter where the meetings are good today there was meant to be trials is i was meant to have a horse trialing today my little lifrage filly yeah yeah oh but it's been uh cancelled because of the ah. covid situation and i think it's quite interesting the amount of jockeys that would have had to relocate to get to 
uh, to make sure they can race it tomorrow. So Cambridge has been locked down, if I'm correct, Trudy. You can have a nod. Has Cambridge been? Don't know. Hard to know. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So a lot of the jockeys would have had to get out and get into position that they can race on Matter Matter and Harwater on Saturday. Today so you got a horse, Louie. Yeah. 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 How yeah, good, mate. How are we, Is it any good? How's it looking? Hasn't started. It's a it's with Tiaka with Jamie Richards. If I get yep. paid, yep, got a little boys get paid syndicate. <laughs> if I get paid, Louis Fraj yeah. Philly, she's um, yeah, she's a stunner. She's got a lot of attitude. I went and saw her, and, and um, Jamie said, oh, you know, just he's holding her very tight. She's got a lot of spunk about her. She's a she's a fiery <laughs> wee thing. But um, you know, some of the great racehorses like Avantage and Sapira yeah. recent times, I've been very very sassy. So. She can gallop, she um, but you don't really know until you get her to the races, right? So yeah, she hasn't yeah. ruled herself out yet. But um, yeah, so she was meant to be trialing today, her first trial, but she the, the trials at Taupo have been cancelled. So hopefully this weekend all the jockeys can make it to the races. Today they are racing down there at Farlat Racecourse in Timaru. There's uh, a great car. They're going to be racing on a good track because the South Island is the superior island. And um, I think nobody's questioning that at this stage. Are they, Izzy? No. No, they're not. No, they're not made of it. (laughs) I've had a wee... Look, look, you know, we we always back defibrillate. We always back. And it's racing on Saturday. It's racing on Saturday. And just having a little wee look. It's paying eight bucks. Caulfield Race 10. Caulfield Race 10. It is Baz's horse. And uh, while Baz is going really well over in the IPL, is it meant to be? It's meant to be. It's eight bucks. It's drawn number six. It's it's been written by Billy Egan. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, it's paying eight dollars. So it came fourth last time. It was second, fourth, and it's it's coming off. Uh, and it, reading the stats, reading where what they say, it says among dangers, it excels on this course. So it could be a re, another way reload. You reckon? What are your thoughts? Oh, I completely agree, Matt. I think it's a definite each way chance. I wouldn't be. I would be mm. definitely saving on the place because this Herbert Power Stakes field is a good one. It always is. You've got uh, the chosen one who's won this race, has to lug the top weight yeah. this time around. Um, so it's got two kilograms more than defibrillate. And Delphi. Do you remember when um, Delphi, I think yes. Baz tipped out Delphi via Muhammad and Matamata maybe, or um, I'm not mm. sure who it was, but that's been running real good races, a sixth that day, a fourth, and a second since, and it's going to go really close. But for me, um, defibrillate has to be right in the market. Although Turidin, it's a, it's a tough field. Um, and as you remember yesterday, we had uh, we had one tipped crystal bound. Yes, done, yes. done a little bit. Of, it's pain. Yeah, for, yeah, done a little bit of research, and uh, it's mm. it's a right. It's going to be right there or thereabouts. I've checked Jack Bruce's sources out, and considering they are the stable, yeah. it does check out. Yeah, cool. Well, there you go, Mark. There you go, Mark. There's your tip. Crystal bound. What race? Race number four, the Thoroughbred Club Stakes, number three. Uh, crystal bound in over at Caulfield tomorrow. Uh, yeah, there's so much good racing, including the Caulfield Guineas, which just looks like we're going to see Animo unleash. Um, he could be one of the freakish horses of his generation. We're kind of waiting to see how good he could be in race eight at Caulfield as well. Of course, ra- racing at Harwater and Matamata on wet, heavy tracks. I would or ma- soft. I would say soft and potentially, if that amount of rain that we're kind of getting intel on is correct, it could get to that heavy range but there's plenty to have a go on this weekend go to loveracing.nz to check out all the fields stats and do your form it is 21 minutes away from seven is he i've had a look at this quiz and i think you know i think this is just unbelievably hard 
I, I think you have stitched us all up here, mate. <laughs> no, it's gettable. It's gettable. You know, I reckon Staffy will get it. I reckon Staffy will be able to get it. He's a he's a shield he's a shield mano or two shield guru in there. Oh, mano or two questions aren't really in here, are they? <laughs> he loves the shield. Everyone loves the shield. Oh eight hundred. Everyone one, loves it. One five oh eight eleven. Look, I promise you this. We're gonna need more than seven people. I reckon that's what I'm setting the over under at. We're gonna need at least eight people. Okay, so give us a call now. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. You want to take on the quizmaster, the ismaster? Give us a call. Quizzy Dad, coming right up. Absolutely are. It's 16 minutes away from 7 o'clock and we have Quizzy Dag coming right up. So 0800 150 811. That is the Kennard's higher phone line. And I told you, we're going to need at least eight people there. So keep calling on that Kennard's higher phone line. It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. Time it is, it's quizzy dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like I skip a bass. Louie, Trudy, cares and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies, cause the saint in the bag. Oh, 800 150 811. Now give it a go. <laughs> oh yes it is it's friday it's friday it's quizzy dag time i'm still unsure about that but trudy says it's awesome so it must be okay anyway we're good we're good we've got a quiz and it is an absolute doozy it is ram Furley shield themed and all i want to say is good luck good luck we've got a few callers on i think we might need a few more so 0800 150 811 jordan good morning good morning Good morning, Jordan. You're up first, but here we go. What year was the first defence of the Ramfordley Shield? Five, four, uh, 19, three, uh, four. two, one. Yeah! <laughs> you got it. You got it. Here oh, wow. we go. Who held the shield prior to Hawke's Bay? Five, uh, four, three. Yeah! <laughs> He's on fire! He's on fire! He's a Ramfilly Shield guy. Here we go. Who was the captain of the Waikato team when they snapped Auckland's record of 61 consecutive Shield defences? Five, four, uh, three, two, Mitchell? one. Yes. John Mitchell? <laughs> <laughs> He's on fire. Maybe it's not that hard, John. Maybe it's not that hard. Here we go. Who has scored the most points in a single Ramfurly Shield match with 40? Five, four, Grand Fox. three, two. No. No, no, no. Jordan, well done, mate. Well done. What a solid effort. Good on you, mate. Thank you. Ellen from Fakatani. Fakatani's finest. Good morning, Al. Hey, Good morning. Yeah. Um, is it John Kerwin? <laughs> What's John Kerwin, <Gillen>, mate? <laughs> <laughs> What's going oh, Okay, maybe I've talked this up. Maybe I've talked this up. Here we go to bring it home. In the so-called Ranfilly Shield game of the century between Auckland and Canterbury in 1985, what was the halftime score? Five, four, three, two, one. 
22 all? <laughs> 22 all, no. No, sorry, Alan. <laughs> Thanks, Al. Have a great weekend, Al. In the game of the century. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and the so-called, so-called it was. Richie, good morning, Richie. Morning. Here we go, mate. In the so-called Ranfilly Shield game of the century between Auckland and Canterbury in 1985, what was the score at halftime? 18-6. No, no, it wasn't 18-6. Sorry, Richie. Tim, Mount Wellington. Tim. Yo. Morning. Morning, bro. Morning. Here we go. In the so-called Ranfilly Shield game of the century between Auckland and Canterbury in 85, what was the score at halftime? Was it nil all? No. No, it wasn't nil all. Sorry, Tim. Mark from Tauranga. Here you go, mate. Good, mate. Good, mate. You right? You re- you recover? You you doing all right now? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, well, look, I threw a bit of shade this morning about your betting tips, so... Uh, <laughs> I've been, I've been <laughs> Crystal bound, bud. Crystal bound. Get on it, okay? I'll, well, if I get this one right, that's where it's going, lads. Oh, okay, you, you know the you know the question. What is the answer? Father's Day. Is it twenty four nil? It is. <laughs> yes. Get up, Crystal Bound. Get, get up, up, Crystal Bound. <laughs> well, Are you going to put it on? Oh well, I'll do it. I said I would, so I'll put it on Crystal Bound for you. <laughs> oh, beautiful, Marky. Thanks so much, brother. Enjoy your weekend. You too, lads. Thanks heaps. No worries. Oh, Marky from Tauranga. So, Man, Jordan actually <laughs> really well at the start. Without oh, Jordan I, there, we would have been yeah. 20 people. Mm, well done, Jordan. Well done. That was a great start. He got three straight. 1904, Otago, John Mitchell. Not not easy questions, I'll be honest. Not easy questions, but hey, wealth of knowledge out there. So well done. Great quiz. Ranfilly Shield, tomorrow, Fever, Tasman v Hawke's Bay in, at McLean Park. Looking forward to it. So, well done, Keza, in the background. Well done, mate. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know how uh, Jordan's got this John Mitchell question. Who's the captain of Waikato when they snapped Auckland's record of 61 consecutive Shield defences? That is some serious NPC knowledge. That is very, very good stuff. And we've heard from Baz from the UAE. He said, we're playing well. We've got to cross our fingers and wait for this playoff spot. So all the best to the Night Riders. Just hopefully some results can fall their way. I think they're looking pretty good by my calculations. Anyway, we'll be back before the news with Trudy's World here on SCNZ. Remember, you can give us a call on the Kennard's Hire phone line, 0800 150 811 at any stage. That was Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Not happy with your hair loss? Make today your turning point and see Ashley and Martin online. We're coming up to 7am. After 7am, we're talking to Blair Baxter, the head of the head coach of the Fata, Canterbury Fata Palmer Cup team, as they are about to try and embark on trying to win five titles in a row when they play against the Waikato Premier's Premiership team this weekend coming. It's a pretty incredible achievement. He's also been named as the South Island Super Rugby Olpiki coach, so we'll talk to him about that. And, of course, Mark, Mark Ch- uh, Chittick coming up as well out of Waikato Stud for the Waikato Stud Racing Preview. But before we get all to there... It's true as well. 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 
Oh, a little added Izzy singing in the background. Nice. And some arm pumping. Looking good, by the way, in the camera. Izzy, you're shredding. Good. Nice, nice. Um, a couple of texts in here. Um, morning, boys and Trudy. We can't cheer for Bitcoin like we could an SENZ horse. So have a great weekend. Good luck on the punt. Go the bay. Here's to you. Cheers, Dave and Karaka. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, exactly. You can't cheer for Bitcoin. So. Do you want in on the horse? Yeah, I'll be in on your horse. Yeah, nice. Thanks, yeah. Yes. Um, and another text here. So does Baz get a winning bonus payment? He could buy another horse and call it Ka-ching! Enjoy your trip to uh, the Ranfurly Shield, Izzy. That's from um, Jim and Tamuka. Very cool. But yes, it is Friday, Friday weekend plans. As you know, Izzy's off from Christchurch to Hawke's Bay to commentate the Shield game with Smithy and Nisbo. Louis, you're playing catch up on your naps because you're a little behind on your Zs, right? You're really struggling. I, no, right. I'm fine. I had now. a big nap yesterday. Nice. This weekend, it's all about the punt. Good. I've never thought I'd talk to a 25-year-old so much about naps and getting good luck with the punch. Kez, I, I understand you're going to make a cauliflower cheese bake for the family. That's good. Um, and Joe, doing some stand-up comedy this weekend? You just showing your girlfriend? Yeah, sure. Yeah. In front of my girlfriend, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Joe's life is stand-up. Yeah. But today is October the 8th, and there's always a day for something, right? Like yesterday was National Kale Day, like 24 hours to celebrate mm. the leafy green vegetable that is kale that used to be fed to our cows. That was Kale Day, day yesterday. And today is National Fluffernutter Day. Anyone want to take huh? a guess what that is? Say about? it again. National Fluffernutter Day. Fluffernutter. Say that fast 10 times. <laughs> Sounds fun, doesn't it? Doesn't it sound fun? It's actually not that fun. What is that? It's the a celebration of the sandwich of peanut butter and marshmallows squished together between two bits of white bread. Quite apparently, quite the delicacy. <laughs> Have you had that before? That no. just sounds yuck. It sounds awful. Yeah, so I just thought, well, I, d- I thought that was really funny. I mean, <laughs> one day there's going to be a national Bitcoin day or have a flutter day, but today is National <laughs> Fluffer Nutter Day. Um, yeah, you could probably have a little bit more fun with it. Um, and tomorrow is National Stay at Home with Your Dog and Drink Wine Day. No, that's not official. I made that up. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be mine. No, I'm going to. There actually is a Bitcoin day. What are you doing day? on the weekend, Truth? Pardon? What have what? you got up on the weekend, Truth? Nothing. What are you doing this weekend? Fish and chip Friday. Yeah, yeah fish and chip Friday. Yeah. That's about yeah. it because that's all we can have, really. What's your order? Um, I like getting the nasty goring. I like do a flying horse and takapuna. I know that word horse and a takeaway just doesn't seem right, but it really is good. Um, so the, yeah. the nasty goring and the little um, egg foo young with the fish That's and chips. That's not fish and chips, Trudy. Then fish and chips as well. That, all together, it's a bit of health on the side. Oh, hot dog, hot dog, spring roll, fish. Better, better, bit of hokey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you've got to spend the eight bucks and get the snapper. Anyway. You're so North Shore, Trudy. <laughs> you are so North Shore. There's you who comes not, from Barnell. Just get the shark. Just, just get, get the, shark. Just get the dog shark, mate. It's from the Stewart Island. I actually caught a dog. I caught a shark in Stewart Island, a blue boy shark um, off Stewart Island, and it's the fish they use for fish and chip, and it is beautiful. Anyway, it's none of that North Shore <laughs> snapper. Unbelievable, Trudy. Uh, coming up shortly, we're going to talk to Blair Baxter out of the Canterbury FPC team. Right now, we're going to go try to track us down and make cafe coffee before we get to the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. I hope you're having a great Friday so far. It's Friday the 8th of October. And it's just after 7 o'clock. And, well, Trudy, you've got a, a fan here. Mark from Takapuna. It says, go, Trudy. Flying horse, Takapuna are fantastic. See you there for the $8 snapper. How good is that, Trudy? I have to go check this place out. Check this place out. 
Anyway, coming up on the show, oh, I just heard in Trudy's news, 13 million from the NRL to each club. Wow, I'll tell you what, who could, who could, who would love a bit of that would be the NPC sides at the moment. We're going to talk about that a bit later on in the show at about 20 past seven. I'm going to give my take on what's going on in Auckland with the three sides um, being left out of the NPC side, the, car, the implications financially that this will create amongst, amongst the unions, might have to bring in a few conversations that have slowly gone under the radar. Look forward to sharing that with you around 7.20. 7.40ish, we're going to talk to Waikato Stud Racing, has tasted some success over the last while with a Group 1 win by never being kissed. Mark Chittick will join us to talk about that, and he's got a few horses racing this weekend from the Waikato Stud Racing team. So looking forward to chatting to Mark Chittick out of Waikato, and uh, after eight, we're going to talk Ramfilly Shield. Ramfilly Shield, Joey Wheeler, he is a Tasman old boy, but now he's a Sky TV panellist, and he is going to give us his neutral take on that game. Finish it off with a wee tipple with the team here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Baz's team over there at the IPL, UAE, gave the Rajasthan Royals an absolute thrashing. They are steaming into the playoffs, steaming into the playoffs. They beat Rajasthan Royals by 86 runs. So well done to Bears, Lockie Ferguson, and the team over there. They are going real good, real good. It's just so good to see Lockie Ferguson bowling against Glenn Phillips. Glenn Phillips plays for the Rajasthan Royals. And, uh, yeah, good, good to see Kiwis on the big stage doing very, very well. But anyway, another Kiwi that's creating his own wee legacy, actually. Creating his own wee legacy is a guy called Blair Baxter. Blair Baxter, when you think of rugby juggernauts in New Zealand, you can't go too far before you put Canterbury Farah Palmer Cup team on the list. This weekend, they are lining up for their fifth consecutive title in a rematch of last year's final against Waikato. Blair Baxter is the head coach for Canterbury FPC side, and he's with us now. Good morning, Blair. Morning, Izzy. How's things? Good, mate. Good, mate. How are you doing? How are you doing? It's been a, such a big week for women's rugby, mate. How's the week been? Yeah, man, it's been an awesome week. Like this, uh, we're obviously prepping for this this uh, spectacle rugby on Saturday with the, the final, but then the launch of the Super Series as well. So, it's been a big week for myself and the girls. And uh, so, how, obviously, that the announcement of the Super Rugby I'll picky uh, next year, but you know, you got a big final coming up this Saturday, and you're up against Waikato, and we know. I remember watching that game; it was an absolute humdinger. It was so good to watch. How's the week been? How's the preparations been, bud? Yeah, the week's been really awesome. It's been fun. Uh, the girls are the girls are on. It's quite cool. The, the less time we have together, the, the tighter they become. So training's been great. Mm. It's been heaps of energy. Um, yeah, I think they're really clear. They're, caught, they're, um, they're in a really good space. I'm happy with where as we head into the final. Hey Blair Louis here, mate. It's um look, it's no small feat what the this side and what you guys have been able to do with this program. I think we think of Canterbury rugby juggernauts and you think the Crusaders, but the consistency you guys have been able to kind of run throughout the women's program, where does that start? Oh, we're fortunate we've got a really uh, good HP program. Uh Amanda Murphy leads it up and, and she does a great job getting them in the right condition to be able to play this, the brand of rugby we've got. And then obviously we have just some great characters and leaders, whether it be Black Ferns or loyal uh, Canterbury Wahine, uh, the likes of Steve Fox and Rebecca Todd, uh, just sort of drive those 
has great standards and everyone that comes into the program knows what's expected and rises for the occasion. Nice, mate, nice. Hey, um, can a Waikato's disrupted um, preparations, obviously what's what's going on and, and Waikato, they're able to get out and, and has that distracted the mindset or the preparation for yourselves and, and have you thought too much about that or is it just focusing on what you guys are, are trying to do, you girls are trying to do on Saturday? Not, not too much, sir. There was some, some conversation around um, COVID and making sure that it, they're ticking all the right boxes there and we've had 100% faith that, that the New Zealand Rugby and Waikato Rugby uh, are doing that and confident that when we played one Saturday, one fitting well, just like our girls did. We haven't spent a lot of time on that. We're just more focused on man, nailing our stuff and having fun along the way. Mate, what about the Super Rugby Olpiki? Super Rugby Olpiki, we have to touch on it. Like you, You've been given the opportunity to lead the South Island team. You, you've got some talent to be able to pick from. Have you, have, are you happy with the talent? Obviously in Canterbury there is huge amounts of talents, but then you've got Tasman, you've got Southland, you've got Otago, you've got the whole South Island. Is, are we going to uncover some talent that we might not have seen yet? Yeah, what a, what a privilege to be able to lead this program. And you're, you're 100% right. There's, there's, I know the Canterbury group really well. I know there's some quality girls and also up and coming ones. And yeah. through this process, being able to watch a, a bit more of Otago and Tasman in depth. So, yeah, there's definitely some exciting potential. Uh, there's a few hanging around down in um, Otago. We were fortunate enough to play them a couple of weeks ago. And... And Tasman's just the new union that are forming, so there's going to be, over time, some good young girls coming out of there too. Hey, Blair, what's your background as far as coaching? I know you've been involved with the Sydenham Club heavily and, and done some age-grade stuff, but when did you kind of come across the women's side of the game? And can you talk about the development and the growth you've seen from your perspective? Yeah, yeah big shout-out to the bus driver, Sydenham, Sydenham down, down here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so I come across to the women's game about three seasons ago. Uh, after I'd finished with the Canterbury 19s and had an enjoyable time there. When we transitioned into the women's game, it was a lot like coaching those, those young men that are aspiring to be professional athletes, wanting to learn and, and grow. And, and the joy and uh, fun they have along the way is something that I really embrace and thrive on. So keeping it fun, keeping it real. Uh, but the growth of women's rugby in the last oh, four or five years has been massive. And you just see it... Mm-hmm. Uh, we're lucky in our space that um, the skill set just getting better, and it, with that, you have to start coaching better. Otherwise, they pass you, and then uh, you get tipped out. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I want to ask you about about this this young girl, Georgia Miller. Georgia Miller, she plays loose mm-hmm. sport. She's playing six seven, and I was watching yeah. her a couple of weeks ago. She playing Otago. I've been watching her closely. She is a phenomenal. Yeah. Mate. Has she got a big future in the game? Massive, yeah. Just uh, just an. Uh, exceptional athlete, like really raw, talented, um, just has a real drive to be the best best um, possible self, um, yeah, has fun, and, and uh, the thing I enjoy about her in our environment, she's still only 17, so she's still a young one, and, oh, and brings that, that naivety to it, so it's, it keeps yeah. fun, keeps the other you know, girls young as well, and just her energy is contagious. Yeah. Hey, Blair, so you talk about having to kind of grow with these players and, and like, the, the women's side of the game is kind of developing so fast that you've got to keep up. From a coach's perspective, who do you kind of look towards and who have been some personal inspirations or people you've kind of stolen bits and bobs from? Uh, there's plenty. I, I love learning. So, 
fortunate enough in the building uh, that I work in, we've got uh, the Crusaders, so you've got Razor who makes a good ship in there, and, and the guys that he works alongside. Um, big fan of what Wayne Smith done in the or does in the uh, coaching realm. So I think just been really fortunate to um, learn alongside those, and uh, you know the corridor conversations with those professional coaches is invaluable. I'm just, I'm just grateful for it. I'm in the same building at times. Nice. Well, what about, what about Kendra, mate? What about Kendra? She's obviously in the Blackburn setup. Is she still keeping her, her nose in it? And she popping in, like sending wee messages during the week and having her little thing because she can't keep her, her mouth out of anything, really. <laughs> <laughs> you know her so well. That, that's that's hard to see, kids. Uh, yeah, she's up, she's up in uh, Tauranga at the moment, but. Every uh, night after training, we get a little message on our on our group. Uh, how's training going, girls? Got a little good luck message uh, sent to the group last night from the six Blackburns that have been away. So you know, nice. Kings loves that she's been um, for the last month. She knows she hasn't been involved. She's uh, I'm still on the TA. I've got the kicking tee, right? <laughs> so, so, she, she still still wants to be involved. She just loves it, and to be fair, I think it's probably. Better to have her on the kicking tee than uh, sitting up in the stands uh, screaming and yelling. Yeah, I can imagine that, Valia. So, so just for context, you've had your Blackferns uh, ladies have had have joined that that squad. So, how did you kind of develop growth or leadership within the the group, the tier under players? And was that a focus for you the last year yeah. or so? Yeah, two years ago when I was appointed uh, this myself in the coaching group, started on that journey to grow depth and and give more girls more time so man thank goodness we did that because it's put us in a really good space now but with the returns of like Steph Fox from from having a uh, baby last year she's what 106 games this week so that, that stuff is is massive for us um, we're really wrapped with how the girls have been given an opportunity in the last month with the black friends being away and how they've stepped up and the uh, the environment's changed just a small bit too, which is which is cool that they've really owned owned it and, and steered the this campaign in their direction. So it's been really cool to see. Nice mate. Hey, just before we let you go, I just want to uh, touch on the women's game as, as as a whole. Are you happy with with what's been transpired over the last couple of years? Where women's rugby is at at the moment? I think the women's game, the numbers that are playing the game at a younger age. Are tracking in the right direction. The leaders within the Canterbury women's side, you got the seven side, the Black Ferns, the way that they've been able to lead our country and you know role models around the country. Are you happy with what's transpired from that? The far other uh, far palm of the Super Rugby Old Picky. Yeah, definitely. Like it's been rapid growth. The the cool thing now, and and I've got a couple of daughters, and one of them one of them obsessed with rugby at the moment. Um, is they've actually got role models to look up to. It's not, not the All Blacks anymore, it's the Blackburns, and that's who they're aspiring to be. So there's been huge growth in, in that junior space, and man, there's just yeah. watching like our under-17 program down here and below. There's some really talented girls coming through. So uh, it's man, massive future. It just, it's only going to get bigger, and, and obviously with Opiki and who knows what, what the next step is if, if they nail this and have a great brand of rugby, it could be trans-Tasman. So... 
it's going to be epic. Yeah, I think you're bang on, Blair. I think like the growth from here after OPEC, if we can get it right, might be exponential, right? Like it might be, it might just go strength to strength. And I think with some of those corridor conversations you'll be having, I reckon your um, Super Rugby side or your Super Alpiki side is going to be very hard to beat, mate. I reckon you guys have got a great player pool and a good brains trust down there. So all the best for this weekend against Waikato. Um, all the best for next year as well, and we'll keep following along with your journey. Uh, awesome, man. I really appreciate your time. Uh, thanks so much. No worries. Go well, brother. Go well. There you go. Blair Baxter, who's the head coach of the Canterbury Fata Palmer Cup team, um, and he's been named Super Rugby, well, the Super Rugby old picky head coach as well. Is he? And you can tell that he genuinely cares about the women's side of the game, can't you? Oh, he does. He does. He's come a long way, mate. He, like when I was in the environment, he was there just flying his trade and just sitting in the background learning. Went through the club rugby scene, um, Sydney um, bus drivers, and then he's gone into to a Farah Palmer side, and he is creating his own dynasty, his own legacy within that squad. And mate, they are they are unbelievable. I was lucky enough to be able to um, unbelievable. <laughs> I was like, oh, fantastic. <laughs> they are outstanding. They are outstanding. Um, I was lucky enough to be able to commentate them last year and just seeing the skill sets. Not from just these sides, all the women's sides that are playing in the Farrah Palmer Cup. It's 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 great to watch. It's great to watch, and um, it's going to be a cracking game this Saturday. Waikato, they're no slouches, and they are missing a few players with um, uh, Blackfern's uh, you know, honours being in, in that squad, but um, they'll still come down here and put on a good show. So looking forward to that. Yeah, well, so the the Canterbury team's missing six. So why can't I? They're missing nearly double digits, is it? Is it? It's like it is. I think it's. They've got a mm. lot, a lot of their senior uh, ladies out, and so they actually had to leave for Christchurch a day earlier than scheduled for this Palmer Cup final because of the level three um, conditions that was being imposed on Cambridge and Hamilton from midnight last night. So they managed to get out yesterday evening. Um, which some epidemiologists are kind of looking at going, gee whiz, we might need to be protecting the South Island a bit here, but look, they're playing completely within the rules, getting out, getting themselves nice and organised and just moving with a fluid situation. So for a sporting perspective, I'm super glad that they could get down there and what happens next with restrictions and what we'll see with case numbers today about what happens, it is a completely fluid situation as every administrator across every sport will tell you at the moment, Izzy, it's not the only domestic sport going on this week weekend. We've got a Ramphilly Shield Challenge. Uh, we've got Heartland Rugby. And, of course, we've got the situation where the Auckland teams won't be playing in the National Provincial Championship moving forward this season. They can't get out of Auckland. Their third chance at dispensation or an exemption was, or their third request was turned away from the government. And I know you've been thinking about this overnight, mate, and we're going to get into that a little bit after this. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. 0800 150 811 is the Kennard's higher phone line. Where are you at with women's rugby? Are you, are you so happy to see this uh, Super Rugby competition? Come in next year, and are you a fan of that Canterbury setup that Blair Baxter is driving? Give us a call, we'd love to hear from you. We're here with Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. Plenty of rugby going on this weekend. I've just actually read an article, Izzy, which this was something we were speaking about uh, a couple of weeks ago. Will Skelton's going to join the Wallabies as they relax the laws and try to get some of the more experienced players in. So that's internationally. But back here domestically, there's a lot going on in the Heartland Championship, of course, the Farapama Cup Finals, and NPC, which got some news yesterday, mate, that the Auckland teams, North Harbour Counties, Monaco and Auckland, they won't be rejoining this year. 
No, no. So Auckland teams have been denied a chance to be released for the third time. The financial implications are going to be big from this, let's be honest. Not only from no pundits in the stands, but that go- and that goes for all teams as well. But sponsors will start questioning their sponsorship. Businesses in Auckland are already struggling. Then players will be paid less. Then they'll cut resources, so teams will be operating at a real amateur level. The flow-on effect is endless. As sponsors walk, and wouldn't be surprised if some do, Steve Lancaster was quoting, quoted, they will talk with the unions and take it case by case. But the NZRU itself suffered a $38 million loss last year and from my understanding have a $68 million cash in cash reserves. This year will no doubt be another financial loss. There is talks of a Super Rugby competition, but the timing of these is the talking point. I mean, a Super City competition. But the timing of these is the talking point. One, when will they, the start date be? Two, you need to give these players time to get match fit. Can't expect them to just roll out next week and play. The window. Not all of these players are full-time. They have lives. Like I said, their bosses might not be as understanding. Knowing that the unions have struggled and haven't been playing, these players would have, have to be taking pay cuts. It's tough on everyone. I would love to know what the criteria is at the moment to get an exemption. Steve Lancaster, the head of Provincial Rugby, was quoted again saying, the only information they received was they didn't meet the criteria. What is the criteria? These players are double-vaxxed. They've had a solid, solid plan in place. They were train bubbles, train again, hotel bubbles, no interactions. So my question is, what is the criteria? What is the criteria to, to meet these demands? Is it... I know there's, uh, the county's Monaco uh, CEO was going on. He didn't quite say it, but there's been some cases that have been accepted that are just mind-blowing, that are just mind-boggling. So my question is, what is the criteria? And also, does this bring back the conversation? And it's a topical one. It's a topical conversation. The Silver Lake deal. The Silver Lake deal. 387 million injection back into rugby. 38 million back to the provinces. In a nutshell, sell 12.5% of New Zealand rugby commercial rights. Is it worth it? We'll never see that 12.5% back again, but it helps in situations like this. 38 million back to the provinces who, in a a nutshell, we need them. We need them. So does this bring back the conversation, which has died? I don't know where it's gone. Is it still happening? What's going on in the Silver Lake steel? You know, that, that values the team. At over three billion, we're talking about yeah you know, Manchester United yesterday valued at four point five six billion. The All Blacks brand is valued at over three billion, which is mind-boggling in itself. So, yes, there's a few questions that need to be asked. And, and I'll be honest, when the Silver Silver Lake deal came on, I was like, no way, no way, we're not selling it. We're not selling our the All Blacks money, the All Blacks brand to some American outfit that that doesn't even understand what rugby is. And I was like, it's totally against it. But then when I started to sit down and have a think about it, and, and rugby and the All Blacks brand, it already is a powerful brand. But I saw merit. I saw merit and and there was, you know, opportunities to go play in America in front of a global audience that already is fixated on the, their sports, baseball, NFL. And I just, I just saw a, a bit of merits in going over there and uh, playing in front of the American audience, getting the brand even more publicity than it has today. Um, obviously, don't want to devalue the jersey and what it is. So it is a tough thing, but I actually, I actually saw merit in, in what the Silver Lake deal was. I actually saw a little bit of merit in, in um, 
getting over to America, getting those opportunities to play in front of big crowds, um, and and getting that exposure to the next level in the American industry and around the world. So, yeah, it's a it's a funny one. Does this bring the Silver Lake Steel back into the question? Thirty eight million back to the provinces and an already struggling uh, outfit. So yeah, I want to pose that question to you. Give us a text on double eight double three. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? The Silver Lake Deal does that come on the cards? Do we privately try and fund this through New Zealand and uh, Forsyth Bar? I know they were trying to sell shares themselves and, and get New Zealand to buy the team. Let us know. Double eight double three. Is this a possible opportunity to 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 go down that track? Go down that line again. Yeah, Izzy, it's a really, really good point you make. I'd be very curious to know what the New Zealand Rugby Players Association thinks and makes about this uh, situation with the Auckland players being stuck up in Auckland and whether that changes their mindset at all around the Silver Lake deal. I know that they were vehemently against it and then have put through it for different uh, versions of, like with Forsyth Bar and working with David Kirk to try and go down that route. Um, I'd love an updated situ- update on the situation from their perspective. I think it's curious. Does this change? Mm. Because this is essentially what the unions, who I believe every union voted for the Silver Lake deal, every region did, didn't yep. they? Um, they did. Every they did. small union voted for it. And New Zealand rugby probably were looking at this a situation like this, knowing how lucky we were to dodge COVID last time, but going, we will need some uh, financial resource backing in the future. Mm. Didn't know it was going to come around this fast, obviously, with Delta striking and Auckland being locked out of the competition. But it's a really interesting point you make. I would love to know what the Players Association make of it. Double eight double three or 0800 150 811, the Kennard's higher phone line. Where do you sit on this? And there's a text here, Izzy. I feel sorry for RTS. I wonder how timeout affects his contract. Thanks. Have a good weekend. Shane from West Auckland. Have you thought about that, mate? Mm. Mate, I, yeah, that's the thing. Like RTS has come over. He's left the Warriors early to, to prepare for a, for a might te- and uh, Bunnings NPC, I should say. And then this has happened. So he's training. So we, we, get, we miss out on seeing RTS and seeing if he's got the goods to be able to play the game of rugby and and go to that next level. So we're going to have to wait till next year. So there is a big implications from this. Financially is probably the biggest one for me and teams are already struggling. Sponsors in Auckland will be struggling, so they're probably going to pull. Like this is going to be pretty catastrophic from this. And I, I listen to Steve Lancaster and his voice, he you could you could sense a little bit of a, a worry, a little bit of worry and, and angst from this um thing that's happening up there in Auckland. These are their livelihoods. These are their livelihoods. This is their jobs. People are going to lose their jobs. And look, I'm not saying rugby, yes, everyone's losing their jobs. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty tough. It is tough, mate. Well put. Very well summed up. It's 31 minutes past 7 o'clock, 29 to the hour. Right now it's the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Yeah, Andy Murray's having an absolute laugh at 27 minutes away from 8 o'clock. Stolen. Izzy, have you ever misplaced your ring? I have, mate. I lost it for so long, and then the wife found it was in my golf bag. <laughs> Took it off for golf. But now I, I don't take it off now. I just leave it on when I play golf. Um, yes, yeah, so I've done that, Andy. I've done that, Andy Murray, mate. I hope you find it. Oh, the wife will be spitting tax. Trudy. <laughs> I just read the story. Is that I was just like... the... What is that? Just a big no-no? Is that just a big no-no? No, I get it. Taking it off for golf because you obviously you've got your little hands around your club there and you're trying to hit the best. I get that, although yeah, yeah. 
Um, but Andy Murray saying it was stolen. Right I suppose so. But Baz, I like Baz. Has his tattooed on. Baz has his tattooed on. Have you noticed? Yeah. Baz, Baz is a bit of a yeah, bad boy, isn't he? What happens if you... What happens if you, you know? Oh, <laughs> grim. <laughs> I was just noticing. Chop Lock- the finger off. Chop the finger off. Wear some gloves. Uh, but Lockie Ferguson, uh, when he was just doing the little speech after the Cold Cutter Night Riders win, he's got a tattooed wedding ring as well. So it must I don't be, think must he's be the thing. But, it, but he, he did. He had it on his ring finger, a tattoo. Oh. Maybe it's, it's a like bit a, much. Maybe it's a mood ring. It's a little bit like. Yeah, paranoid is. to get them tattooed. Get oh, tattooed on, isn't easy it? on. He can't defend himself. <laughs> He's an ugly dummy. Uh, what is the criteria? Seems like pure lottery to me. Great points you make this morning, Izzy Dag on SCNZ Breakfast from SR. Thank you. Yep, Izzy's um, he's made some great points there about the situation with criteria getting out of Auckland. The reality is they can't. They're stuck out of Auckland, so. We need to find a way to top their kitties up, otherwise they're going to be really battling. There's another text there we'll get to in a second. But right now it's time for our Choices Flooring poll for the weekend. And uh, it's a great part of the show because I get to make you guys answer a question, have your choice, and go to the Baz and Izzy for Breakfast Twitter page. While you're there, give us a follow, of course, or text double eight double three. And the question on a Friday, a very good Friday indeed, is what is the matchup of the weekend or the race of the weekend or the competition of the weekend you're looking for? What is it? What is the one you're looking forward to the most? Is it the Ranfurly Shield Hawks Bay Magpies hosting the Tasman Marco? Is it the heavyweight belt between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury? Is it the Caulfield Guineas where we see two very fast horses, Animo and Artorius lock horns with other great chances? Or is it, and you might be a Heartland person, Sam Kane and the King Country Rams taking on the Wanganui Butcher Boys. What is the game match matchup of the weekend? Is it the, the Bramfilly Shield, Wilder Fury fight, the Heartland uh, matchup between Wanganui and King Country, or the Caulfield Guineas? Izzy, what's your instant reaction? I can't go past Hawks Bay or, or Wilder, <laughs> but I'm probably going to go Fury and Wilder. Oh! Just, yeah, yeah, I just think uh, it's, it's a huge fight, man, and, and yeah. I, I just I love boxing and when and like boxing it's a it's a funny one because you know there's a, there's there's fights that just aren't there isn't that anticipation there isn't that build up to it but this one's been a lot of build up for this one what's going on before so I'm just pumped for this Fury Sunday I get home at one o'clock on Sunday Arvo and I'm home alone I'm home alone all week what am I gonna do with myself jeez. I'm alone all next week by myself. I tell you what, you're going to keep the wedding ring on. The, the, the clothes aren't going to be being put into the drawers, and um, you're going to be playing a lot of PlayStation. That's our Choices Flooring Weekend poll. Go to the Baz and Izzy for Breakfast uh, Twitter page to vote or text double eight double three. What is the match of the weekend? The Choices Flooring Floors for Living catalogue is out now. Um, Izzy Mark Chittick isn't far away, but there's one great text here I want you to get to. Yeah. Hi, Izzy. Why can't the All Blacks get exposure to other markets without the Silver Lake steel? Once you sell the family jewels, you won't get them back. Uh, all companies are doing it tough at present. I work for an American company, and they are very tough and heartless, and they, all they care about is quarterly profit. That's from Jordan. Um, yeah, I totally agree. All, all people, no matter where you are, people in, around the world are struggling. Everyone is struggling. So me me talking about sports players struggling to take pay cuts, they're part of that journey. Um the All Blacks, yeah, they can get exposure. They can get exposure around the around the world. I just think having a company like Silver Lakes potentially will enhance that opportunity to go and, and play it in the big arenas, 
around the world. Look, yes, you're right. You're right. They're not going to get it back. They're not going to get that 12.5% back from Silver Lakes. Once it's sold, it's gone. It's gone forever, and, and they will never get that back. So that is the question. That is the question. Do we want to risk that and sell the 12.5% Silver Lakes um, percent to Silver Lakes and lose it forever, but potentially help New Zealand rugby get through this tough phase that we are in at the moment, help the provinces survive $38 million back to the provinces to get them through this next phase and, and give them time. When they do, if they do do this, gives them time to actually uh, make a, sort out a viable solution that will potentially have longevity in the game of rugby because at the moment with how it's tracking, it's not tracking too healthy and, and we need to innovate and, and do things differently. I'm just thinking, what do you think? What do you think about the Silver Lake deal? Do you think it's another option or do you think it's, no, we just got to do it on our own and the All Blacks brand will be fine and New Zealand rugby will just get through it? Give us a text, double eight double three. what your thoughts are. Love it, mate. Keep them coming through. All right, 1508 the Kennard's higher phone line. Mark Chittick from Waikato Stud coming up. There's a huge weekend of racing on the cards, including the Caulfield Guineas, which their very own Super Seth won only about three years ago. Bears and Izzy are off to the races. Thanks to Waikato Stud, your source for a racehorse. The Alligator. Alligator Blood moves up and takes it, then Groundswell. Dallasan needs to find, followed by Conqueror Super Seth. But Alligator Blood, 100 metres to go, races away. Three lengths in front. Super Seth is flying. Alligator Blood stopping Super Seth from the clouds. It's close. Super Seth has put in a mighty lunge. Photo Super Seth may have got Alligator Blood. Oh, did he what? Quarter to eight, Baz and Izzy for breakfast, and Super Seth grew a pair of wings that day and flew to win the Caulfield Guineas about three years ago. You'd know Super Seth from such uh, famous parts of the world of Waikato Stud right these days as he is part of their stacked stallion roster. Mark Chittick is the main man down there in that part of the world in Matter Matter. Morning to you, Mark. G'day, Louie. How are you? And Izzy, far out just listening to that, but still puts women tingles down my spine. It, it was quite bloody incredible, really, wasn't it? Oh, it was, mate, that was out yeah. the gate the way he fought and flew that last 100 metres. And it, it was quite funny, isn't it? Because that, a, a lip, a genuine lip on the post pretty much changes this horse's complete career because then you've purchased him and now he's a stallion, which I'm sure he had a great book this year. Yeah, it certainly does change things, Louis, and uh, it certainly changed the, the price tag, you know, like, um, um, you know, before the post, he's probably a horse that's worth one or two million. Um, on the on the post, you know, we end up paying fifteen million Australian for him. So it changes things, all right. Um, but they're the he's the, they're the sort of horses that we love. You know, they've got to, they've got to have a turn of foot, and um, they've got to be they've got to contain speed. You know, because they've got to be they've got to be, have speed to be able to pass it on. Um, he had his first season at Stud last year. He served an incredible book of mares. It was something like 30 or 40 sort of black-type mares. Um, um, and he served a full book of 100 and 130 last year. We've got the foals on the ground now, and um, he's just really stamping them as good, strong animals, plenty of bone, and very correct. And probably the highlight following of the week for us this week was a super set filly out of, out of the three times group one winning there, um, Bonnyvale, you know, so that, that's a nice one to have on the ground and, and wrap that it's a filly. Nice, mate. Nice. How's, how's it on the farm? Are you talking about animals? How's the farm going and busy time of the year for the industry? 
Yeah, it absolutely is. Uh, um, you know, like it's um, yeah, the farm's absolutely humming. We've got it. We've got about 120, 120 odd foals on the ground. We had uh, five last oh. night, five nice healthy foals, um, and probably got about a hundred to go. Um, um, it's been a good spring. It's a little bit wet today. Yeah. It's been a great spring, um, and so we've had a massive start to the season. Last week in particular, you know, we stand the six stallions last last week from Monday morning to Sunday night. We served 89 individual mares, which uh, last last year our biggest week was 86. So you know, so there was um, a lot of shagging going on last week there, but uh, <laughs> it, was, uh, it, was all, it was all good. Yeah, all good. Yeah. Well, uh, look, yeah. I wonder on um, Saturday night. I'm sure you would have enjoyed a couple of vinos or a couple of champagne flutes, Mark, because you you got the breeding operation, but you've also got a racing operation that's. Well, I mean, how many horses do you know have you got racing in the Waikato Stud Silks at the moment? Because you picked up a Group 1 in Australia over the weekend with a filly, which is literally the name of the game for you guys, isn't it? Hang on a minute. I'll just ask me offside. Michael, how many horses have we got on work? How many horses have we got on work? Oh, about 70-odd. <laughs> That's quite frightening. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, but no, look, last, last week, was an Saturday was an, obviously an absolute highlight for us. Um, she's the first foal, never been kissed, the first foal out of obviously a young mare. Uh, we raced her in Australia. She won three pretty minor races over there. And she's by Tavachi and his oldest are only, are, are only three. He won the all-age stakes amongst other races in, in Australia, but his oldest are, are three. And he's had a bunch of winners in, in mainly in Australia um, you know, since August, the beginning of the season. And he's 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 really got you know he's really got people talking, and um, but you know we always want to get the you know the first stakes winner on the board by a young stallion like that. Well, to get a Group One winner as his first stakes winner like that, um, and you know the time on the race and the, and, and the fight stakes might yeah. And oh my God, we've got a little we've got a little posse down here. You boys will have to come and have a coffee or a beer with us. We've got a new little cafe on the farm called the White Horse Inn. And um, I can tell you the place oh, was man. just roaring from a, from about 6.30 p.m. or whatever time the race was till I don't know what time in the morning. I, I think I did see that bloody <laughs> last penalty that um, um, in the All Blacks test, but it was, it was one eye only half open, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you that, mate. Social media, it's a great thing. It's a great tool. It can get you in a bit of trouble, though. I follow you on Twitter, and I saw... You guys were celebrating handing trophies over left, right and centre on the Waikato Studs Twitter page, mate. Is that what it's all about, mate? Watching your horses go out there, and I'm absolutely gutted I never got on, never been kissed. Couldn't believe it. I picked another horse that got pipped and uh, never been kissed, got yeah, over well, the top home. 40 bucks. Is that what it's about, eh? Yeah, 40, yeah, 42 bucks, yeah. And look, at the, you know, this time of the year, we, we are 24-7, and... Um, and uh, you know, that's one of the reasons for putting this cafe in here. It's right in the middle of the folding unit. You know, half the half of the breeding team is sitting here having a toast in a cup of now. But they were all around us on Saturday night. You know, like everybody works bloody hard. And uh, they're very, very passionate about about our sport. Um, you know, and there's highs and lows. In, there's, there's highs and lows in this game. And, and that, can, that can happen within hours of each other. So, you know, you've really got to uh, enjoy um, that time. And we certainly did. But, you know, there's... Um, <laughs> You know, these guys that are on the farm here, they've been involved with, let's say, you know, that stallion coming on the... on the on, Well, they've actually been involved in, in foaling and rearing her mother and then obviously never been kissed. You know, they've been there at the breeding, they've been there at the foaling, they've, 
educated that filly. And interestingly enough, you know, like we also sell a lot of horses as yearlings pre 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 racing. And we found a video of this of this filly. She was very very lame when she was about probably about nine or ten months old for two months, and uh, we couldn't get to the bottom of it. And she had this deep seated um, abscess with right within her foot. And we found the video of the other farrier treating it the other day and resecting it right back. And the pus wasn't oozing out of her foot; it was pouring out of her foot. So we were very very lucky to save her with that infection. And it's and it's definitely it's caused some degeneration on the pedal bone, but. Um, it certainly didn't slow it down on Saturday night. So, you know, you go through the highs and lows, and um, and um, yeah, Saturday. Honestly, it was just it was just incredible. No, none of us could believe it, and uh, I only got yeah. the voice back on about Wednesday. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you, you'll be reloading again this weekend. We've got to go, Mark. We're short on time, but give us one that you guys either breed or you own this weekend to watch, other in New Zealand or Australia. Oh, look, we've got four runners that we've bred in the Ink Stakes, the Group 3, three of them that we own. So, Fox, Saturn, a Trifecta, All Saints Evil, Hello Eve, Bargain, and Amaralina. And, uh, you know, so let's, let's try and get the three of them home first. Good to talk, fellas. Yeah, great to chat, Mark. There you yeah, go, the Waikato Stud. The Waikato Stud Trifecta in the Ink Stud. That is great. In the Ink Stakes race, that is great stuff from Mark Chittick down there at Waikato Stud. Your source for a racehorse, Waikato Stud, home to Superb Stallion, Savabell, of course, Tavachi as well, Ocean Park, and many more. Go to waikatostud.co.nz and you can find out how much all of those stallions cost if you want to have a fast racehorse. Back talking provincial rugby again after this. Flying along this morning, coming up to the 8 o'clock news, we'll be hooking into a McCafe coffee for sure. But Izzy, you raised a very, very poignant question about the Silver Lake deal and what that would look like now. We've got the setting of three Auckland teams in a financial hole and the MPC in general, well, weakened because of their lack of involvement. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and there's been some good questions coming through, uh, some text messages coming through on the double eight. Double three uh, text line. So get, keep them coming about the Silver Lake deal. Is it a viable option? We've got a great solution here from Brian and Fakatani. Can the All Blacks be launched on the share market? They will get a big buy-in from New Zealanders. Silver Lakes could buy their shares too. New Zealand rugby will be 51% and in control. In control. Should they float? Could they float? Which is an option potentially for, for sure. And it gives an option for New Zealanders to buy the team. Uh, obviously 51%. They still have majority of control. But that's a lot more than... Uh, a lot more than 12.5%. Yeah, so it's a great question. Love that question from Brian and um, Fakatani. Thanks so much. Keep those questions. Um, text messages coming through. Double eight, double three. What is the solution? These teams, provincial sides, are struggling. 38 million was promised from the Silver Lake Steel back to the provinces. Uh, I think all of them voted in yes. Players Association and players went against it. There was a big uproar. And then now it's just gone. Haven't heard from it since. So... Keep those text messages coming through about the state of provincial rugby at the moment. Can it survive? Pretty tough. But here's it. This is a great text, actually, and I'm keen to get this on. Boys, heard it here first. Can we get some crew from Ngāti Pro East Coast next week? Rico or Hosea? They will break their 50-game streak next week against Buller. The boys are on the improve. This surely will be the game of the week next week, maybe seven years since their last win. Wow. And you know what, unknown texter? I'm going to do that. I called it when I was talking to Kirsty the other day. I said... Nati Pro will beat Buller, will beat Buller. So if they get that dub, we'll get them on, bro. We'll get Jose on next weekend. How good would that be? East Coast. <laughs> yes, love it. Put your name to that text. We'd love to know who you are so we can thank you. What a great idea. 0800 150 811. Let's hear from you right now. It's the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together we're shaping New Zealand.
Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is Friday the 8th of October. It's just after 8 o'clock here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And, and no, Trudy, that'll be a horrible sight. A horrible sight when I'm crutching my way up the McLean Park stairs. And, wow, I just I wouldn't want to be anyone in the stands. Smithy would have a front row for you from that if I'm not racing him. But hopefully we've got a little race on. Look forward to that. Odds are $1.80. Bag. Smithy, five buck. No, we're not going to poke the beer. We're not going to poke the beer. We love Smithy down there in, in the mighty Hawks Bay. But anyway, we've had a good show so far. We had Blair Baxter. He is a Canterbury Women's Farah Palmer Cup side coach as Canterbury Farah FPC side chase a fifth consecutive title. He's also the Super Rugby All-Picky, O-Picky uh, coach, Blair Baxter, and he came on and Great, it's a great little insight. Uh, Kendra, Kendra, why she's such a pest, actually. Keeps pesting the side with text messages saying she's still the goal kicker. She'll be back very, very soon. No, you won't, Kendra. You're at the Black Ferns and you're not allowed to play. So that was a great chat from Blair Baxter. And then also had Mark Chittick on. Chitty gave us a trifecta, a box trifecta in one of the races. So if you've missed that, make sure you head over to the Baz and Izzy for Breakfast podcast on the SCNZ app. And you'll get Chitty's box trifecta. He has got a few, a uh, couple of horses in one race. Four horses, if I'm not, um, if I'm not wrong, there, Louis. Four horses in a race, and he reckons box trifecta three of them. I'm in. Bang, I've taken it. Get you home. I've taken it. You've taken it. Okay. I'm already on. You've taken it, mate. You're on it. He's on it. So Louis's on it. So get on it. Head over to the um, Bears and Izzy podcast, and you'll get that little tip from Chitty there. Well, coming up, Ramfley Shield Fever is only one sleep away. But before we get to um, to Joey Wheeler, I forgot his name for a bit there. Before we get to Joey Wheeler, we got Kenny on the line from Canterbury, and he is going to talk Silver Lake's deal. Good morning, Kenny. G'day, Izzy. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. How are you doing, bud? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Lovely morning down here. Yeah, it is a beautiful morning. 23 de- degrees down in the beautiful Christchurch. Hey, what do you got, mate? Silver Lake's deal. What do you think? You think it's a good thing? Pass on that idea. I, I- I think it's a good thing, and uh, I really actually kind of think New Zealand rugby's missed a bit of a trick because going back, we've seen population, well, not population, the crowd numbers really decline over the last, I'd say, five to ten years in New Zealand rugby. Major part of that's obviously been All Blacks not being available for NPC or or whatever the competition Mm. locally may have been called in the past, but the Silver Lakes deal is, they've kind of been backed into a corner with it because they've got no option now because they've done nothing for the last 10 years to attract crowds. Yeah. And, uh, you... I mean, I've always thought that since the game of sevens has really risen and, and people have got into it and you get this really festival kind of atmosphere at the at the sevens tournaments, that they should be playing something like a sevens game of the two teams playing in the MPC at the Curtain Raider. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I love that idea, mate. And, and do, do you feel like with the Silver Lake's uh, influence, you look at American sport, American sport, they put on an absolute show, an absolute clinic. Do you think they have a lot to offer to New Zealand sport with that opportunity of bringing, not, we don't want to bring the Americanized kind of uh, feel to, to New Zealand rugby, but the, there's, a, there's a lot more positives to it than, than probably people think, yeah? Yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, you only got to look at the NBA. You've got the highest paid sportsmen in the world playing the NBA, then their baseball, mm. their ice hockey. Every sport over there has done really, really well. And albeit it's not to the liking of some Kiwis, and it's not really the Kiwi style to be all flashy like that, but 
you know, when it's a professional game and you're needing to make money out of it, which they obviously are, otherwise they wouldn't even be looking at this deal. And, um, yeah, I just think it's a no-brainer. And um, with, with, with my thoughts around having the Sevens games being a curtain raiser mm-hmm. to the NPC, with the Women's Super Rugby coming up, it's a fine opportunity to do that sort of thing there. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree, mate. The Women's Game, the Game of Sevens, it is an absolute clinic as a show. Our Women's Sevens particularly are leading the way on the world stage, so I totally agree with that, uh, mate. Would you be comfortable with New Zealand selling 12.5% stakes knowing that we p- potentially will never get that back. Would you be comfortable with that? I would, yeah, I would. Because um, I think if you look another 10 years into the future, if we don't have the same crowds coming to games and we don't have the same mm. player numbers coming through, well, the biggest problem is having retaining secondary schools players into clubs. Then if we don't invest this kind of massive investment now, then it's probably going to be too late in five to 10 years. The game will be half dead. Mm, yep. No, I, I, I love what you're bringing to the... Yeah, it is sad. It is, it is sad, uh, Kenny, and that's the thing at the moment with rugby in the state. It is losing numbers, losing uh, viewers, get, losing people from the uh, you know from from all walks of life. Guys are stepping away from watching rugby because it's just been the same old product the last couple of years. What are your thoughts on the Super Rugby All Picky? Are you happy with that? Transpiring, oh, giving the women's oh, an opportunity? Yeah, yeah. I think, obviously, there's a lot of work that goes into it, but I think it's five years too late, mm. you know? Um, yeah, at yeah. this point, we could have a, a full-on with Canterbury, Otago, potentially even a Tasman in there. But, um, yeah, it's a great start, and I'm, I can't wait to actually watch some of the women's rugby, and hopefully we get a, a, a divided-up uh, South Island team, so Canterbury, Otago, and Tasman, as I say. But, um, yeah, looking forward to watching some of that. Yeah, nice, Kenny. Nice, Kenny. Hey, we really appreciate your time, Kenny. Um, love your work, mate. And uh, thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. No worries. Cheers, Izzy. Thanks. Love that, Izzy. Love that. Yeah, that was good, mate. Good little insights from Kenny. And, and just talking about the future, and he's keen for Silver Lake Steel. The Silver Lake Steel, the way New Zealand rugby is trans, uh, transitioning at the moment. We've got Dean on the line, too. We've got Dino on the line, have we? Good morning, Dean. Yeah, how are you? You good, Dean? Good, Dean. What's your thoughts, bud? Well, I don't know. Like, I'm thinking if I know. I don't know whether I'm being arrogant, ignorant, or just completely wrapped that we've got something in New Zealand that's a wee gem that we can be really proud of. If you've got nothing else in your life, rugby something to put a smile on your face. But yep. I don't know why we've got to play super rugby and trans this and trans that. Like, when I was a kid, the old man used to take me down to Tweed Street in Invercargill and I'd watch Pirates battle it out with Maris and I'd see two old buggers on the sideline from each club with their rolly and cigarettes hanging out of their mouths, giving it to one another. And we'd watch yeah. whoever Pirates had in the Southland team, you know, Wayne Boynton for one, Reed Boynton, Trevor Thomas. We'd watch them play against the Maris buggers that were pretty good at, at yep. 1.30 and then we'd stroll across the road to... Used to call Rugby Park, now it's called Bread Stadium or something, or the Roaring Pen, where we're going to give Manawatu Italian up, but don't tell Aaron Smith that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we'd watch Stephen Bakiri playing for Blues against Brian McKeaton playing for Star. And the All Blacks were still bloody strong, so I don't know whether we need to get a Silver Lake deal or we yeah. just get someone with a bit of mouse to sell MPC New Zealand to mm. the world. Mm. Like, 
people will watch it. It's the best rugby competition on the planet. But put the super players back in it. Go backwards yep. a bit. Still pay them. Have some sort of super competition. I'm Aotearoa. Just go to that. But give the yep. wee kids, like, I'm going to go to Invercargill this weekend. I'm the old man doesn't know. I'm pick him up and wee grand nephew. Take him to watch Aaron Smith. Because when's he going to yeah. get a chance to? And if he comes up to Dunedin, like, he's only just started playing that ripper stuff. And don't start me on that. Like, I reckon that's a step in the wrong direction as well. But that's what we do now. <laughs> we go, we buckle everything up. Make it soft as bakery. We're just advocating dislocated thumbs and not putting cheek to cheek. I don't, I don't get it. Like, good coaching, rugby was fine. But yeah, that is what it yeah. Is. So you're saying you're saying Dino, we need to scrap Super Rugby and go back to what it was—just provincial NPC. When we saw Joali Vendiri, Zinzan Brook, Robin Brook, the days in the olden days when the game was about the provinces and it was a big, big thing. So you're saying scrap Super Rugby and go back to the provinces? Yeah, and sell that, sell that product to the world to watch because they'll want to watch it because it's bloody good. And it's always been good. And now it's a wee bit buttered down. And, like, to be honest, it's almost like first 15 rugby. Like, these kids get out of first 15 rugby that are super coached. And that scares yeah. me a bit too, you know. Like they don't, You've got to let mm. kids express themselves a bit as opposed to, oh, we're supposed to do this here, we're supposed to do this there. And they tell them, play what's in front of them. They're too bloody scared to. Mm. It's a, mm. it's a, it's no, a I career, love that. You know, like, it's a fine line. Like, I'm no expert, but I just love the game. I can't help that. I've never been to church. Yeah. Oh, I wasted a Sunday. I'd rather drive to Invercargill and watch Eric Smith <laughs> get a telling from the state. Marty Banks is going to... Oh, smash. mate, you know you're, you're an absolute champion. Dino, you're an absolute champion, mate. I love your call. I love your enthusiasm. You are strong to the point, and you have a great opinion, mate. I totally agree with, this, with the rugby. It's high school. These kids need to enjoy high school because there is plenty of time left for them to become pressure, uh, professionals and the pre- pressures that come with being a professional. I totally agree, mate. Uh, provincial rugby is hugely important. I thank you so much for your call, Dino. I've got to let you go, but appreciate your support, mate. Have a great weekend. Yeah, cheers, Dino. Cheers, Dino. There you go. That is Dino showing some passion for the game that is provincial. He reckons scrap Super Rugby and get back to the roots. Well, someone that knows all about the roots of rugby is Joey Whelan. Joey would have been probably listening to that conversation. Joey, good morning. You are our McCafe coffee catch-up, and, well, you don't mind a McCafe and a burger too, mate. Good morning. Good <laughs> morning, Danger. Yeah, you know, the McCafe uh, coffee catch-up, it sort of throws me back to uh, last year when you and I were in the country in a caravan, and our sort of breakfast <laughs> of champions consisted of Either a pie, well, a pie, a couple of pies, and a, and a coffee at some stage. And geez, we were we were in some nick by the end of that two weeks. But yeah, to Dino's point, um, yeah, I I, I, um, I think he's he's not far off. Obviously, mm. um, some frustration and some some good passion. Um, obviously, some passionate callers of your show, Dagger, which is always good. But it is yeah. it is tough um, these days because. Um, as Super Rugby franchises, they're all they're all looking younger and younger now to to recruit um, straight out of school. So yeah. there, there is um, the pathway seems to be pretty fast tracked um, as opposed to probably in our day, um, Dagger, where we we might have started uh, when we were twenty. These kids are getting recruited um, as 18, 17, 18 year olds uh, to Super Rugby mm. franchises, and um, sometimes in many cases um, not getting the opportunity to make those mistakes. Um, and their later teens and learn from them before they become fully fledged professionals. Um, how do you strike that balance? 
I don't know, it's becoming yeah. a young man's game and it's pretty hard to, to not um, to not go down that route. But I think those guys have got to have the ability to learn learn from those older athletes that are that are in the NPC. That's what um, that's where we learned our craft and, and, and loved yeah. it. Uh, and I and I'm if they don't get that opportunity it's, it's sad for them. Yeah, I, I love that point, Joey, and, and I've been uh, you know, voicing it a few times about these school kids. They're at school, they're getting plucked from school, so they're totally missing that opportunity to play in the provincial, to becoming professionals before they've even lived. And I think it might be perfect, affecting the, the provincial game as it is. Am I right, mate? Yeah, I, 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 you to know, like, I, I think um, the, the hard thing is that these kids now, um, especially out of some of these um, high-performing schools where they put a lot of resource um, around these first 15 teams, there's a lot of expectation yeah. from those kids that this is the norm. So they go from, um, let's say, some of these top four sides and, I, I don't know, 1A competitions where they've got amazing resources. Like, I've been around some of those schools and the resource that and the facilities that some of these um, top 1A schools have got are better than... Um, the majority of Super Rugby clubs in this country. So yeah. a, a bit of an eye-opening experience for these kids when they leave school and they go down to their local club where they've got nothing, right? You're just going down there for the mm. love of the game. You're turning up Tuesday and Thursday nights and you're, you're slogging your ass off and you might get a feed in the club rooms afterwards. That's about it. But you go from having to wear all the kit, um, having trainers, having water boys, having physios to... You'd be lucky if uh, club sides have got physios these days uh, at, at your yeah. Tuesday, Thursday trainings. So um, you go from a really well-resourced team to um, mm. that reality at uh, club rugby. Guys are like, what? This, is, this isn't normal, <laughs> but it is the norm. Yeah. And they get so used yeah. to that yeah. uh, elevated environment that they forget what it's actually about. And they also have an expectation that they go from high school rugby to being starters in a premier team. Um, for, for mm. clubs, which, as we know, you need to you need to earn your earn your stripes, um, dagger. So, yeah, it is, it is a tough one, and um, I mm. think that's sometimes also really hard on kids because then they get into the professional environment, they might start getting some success, but then they drop out of form, they lose form, and then they get dropped, and they don't know how to handle it because they haven't had yeah. they haven't been given the tools um, through either club rugby or NPC rugby to be able to deal with those disappointments. So mm. um, they're, not, they're not well equipped enough to, in their, just in their general life, to be able to handle those disappointments, which are just every athlete goes through them. So, yeah, I think they need to strike the balance, uh, get the balance a little bit better. I think with this um, under-20s tournament that they're doing with the super franchises yep. um, that started last year, I think that's a step in the right direction to get a little bit more of that um, of a of a pathway to break up that maybe between school and NPC rugby, so that there is another step, mm. so that they've got some understanding around the uh, the demands of professional sports and the expectation. Because sometimes the you know it's everyone's dream to be a professional rugby player, but they don't understand the demands and the expectation, and then what comes on the other side of that as well, the disappointments. So um, you've got to equip these kids right so that they can handle all that. Yeah, I love that, Joey. I love those little insights from you, mate. Hey, I want to, we've, we've talked about, I know you're very passionate. I've, I've had conversations with you before about the Silver Lakes deal. 
with the current state of provincial rugby, does the Silver Lake still come back onto the cards with how teams are struggling? We, we, I, I know I brought you on to talk Ranfilly Shield. We'll get to that in a minute. But the Silver Lake, <laughs> is, it, is it a is it a possibility to make a comeback now? Oh, uh, well, yeah. I think it's always been in the in the pipeline. I believe with with NZNR. but I, I'm I'm still the the detail of of it all is still mm. really really foggy and and what that looks like. I'm still a big believer, and I, I, I never think you should, um, you know, sell the crown jewels. And I don't understand how they have the ability to do that. And I know it's, um, you know, they're just selling part of the commercial arm. I, I get it in the fact that Silver Lake, a massive worldwide company, and they've got a lot of resource and and can hopefully open a whole lot of uh, doors to grow the commercial revenue of the All Blacks as a brand around the world. My my, mm. my worry is, like we've seen with other competitions that Silver Lake are involved in, is that they're going to basically try to take the All Blacks and plug them into either meaningless uh, games or mean- yeah. another competition that rivals maybe like a, a Rugby World Cup or um, a watered-down other competitions. That's my only worry. Mm. Uh, obviously, okay. now with, with three... NPC teams not being able to compete for the rest of, uh, of the of the competition, they're going to they're going to come up against some real financial struggles. Um, sponsorship wise, they're obviously not going to hit a lot of their um, their targets to to probably uh, maximise those sponsorship dollars. So yeah, mm. it's going to be a real tough road for those three Auckland sides that that aren't involved. So I think it does um, start to become more and more important um, in how that looks. Because obviously every provincial union gets a big fat check, but I just want to make sure that it gets spent in the right in the right places. I think the professional arm of our yep. game is in, is in a pretty good space. Um, mm. I think we're, we have an amazing ability to, to retain a lot of our top talent. I think yep. the danger with New Zealand rugby is actually that the talent just below our top All Black talent that is on the fringe of the All Blacks. That's the talent yep. that is, is going at, is being scalped at a rate of knots and being taken overseas on, on big money deals. And I mm. think they're going to start looking at even younger now as well. So it's making sure that that money gets spent um, in, in the right places, um, helping keep those guys, uh, because those guys are actually the most important because, as you know, with Super Rugby teams, when... Uh, the All Blacks finished their season, they were on an extended break and they normally only come back into Super Rugby franchises a week or two before the first game. Uh, these other guys that are experienced Super Rugby campaigners are the ones that actually do the bulk of the work in pre-season to upskill all those young athletes so that they're on the right page so that um, they're growing. So I think they need to be rewarded and, and those guys are the, are the difference in a lot of teams. Um, as, as you well know, Dagger, that are the Sort of the backbone of a lot of those of a lot of those sides. So if they can have a bit more investment to keep those guys happy, then it keeps our talent pool really healthy as well. But also the grassroots of the game is um, is really struggling. So I I'd hope that the provincial unions have some um, some some pretty uh, tough criteria that they have to spend money in in the right places so that it develops our game and and we keep and we keep kids. Well, we actually mm. want more kids playing our game because it is the numbers are dwindling, um, and we want to make it fun and not just about the the elite level. 
Oh, mate, you're such a champion. I love it. I love it, Joe. You're so passionate about the game of rugby, and it's it's on show today, mate. But we have to. We got you on to talk Ranfilly Shield. That was great insights on Silver Lake Steel. What's going to happen in a minute? You got a minute. What's going to happen this Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what. Firstly, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed. We had a, we had a chat yesterday with, on Sky, and, and I understood that you, Smithy, and Minzbo are calling the game. Now, that is that is biased, and I've ever heard it. Uh, we've got a Wellingtonian <laughs> who's going to be the main caller, and then two Lee Hawks Bay lads uh, as expert comments and sideline comments. So there's going to be no no voice of reason, so to speak. I'm neutral, uh, mate. That, that You're not neutral at all. You're telling me, well, after 30, 40-odd, 50 games for the bloody Magpies, whatever you play, born and bred, that you're neutral? Yep, all is yeah. neutral. But no, uh, yeah. I, I think I think it's going to be a fantastic um, Anthony Shield Challenge. Two teams that over the last two years, Dagger, have been on the top of their games. They've set, set the tone in terms of um, the quality of, of rugby in this competition. Um, we've got a team that is very, very reliant on their mall and their and their set piece and, and Hawk State as well as Tasman. They they both yeah. uh, enjoy that phase of the game. So that's gonna be a real battle. But it's actually probably out wide amongst those rocket ships. Uh, the young the young talent that I think Tasman's gonna have the edge. Um, and I think it's gonna be third time lucky. Unbelievably the last challenge uh, for Tasman was twenty twelve and I remember it well. Broke my heart, Brodie Barrett scored thirty or thirty one points um, and sunk Tasman 49 40 uh, up in uh, New Plymouth. So hopefully it's third time lucky for Tasman. If it is, I'll, uh, I'll be road tripping my way up because I can imagine it'll be a <laughs> hell of a doozy uh, over three days. I'd imagine they'll be flying into Christchurch, bus trip to Kaikoura, have a night with the Shield in Kaikoura, then up to Blenheim. Get out of it. Get out of it. Get out of here, Joey. Get your little. Finish. I'm going to break your dreams right there. I'm going to break your heart, and I'm going to let you go, mate. Thank you so much for joining us. You're very, very good at what you do. Insightful, as always. Love your passion. Joey Wheeler, thank you so much. All right, we'll be back soon with some Texas and the news with Trudy very, very shortly. Yeah, you absolutely are. It's half past eight o'clock, a busy little block there. Some awesome callers on 0800 150 11, the Kennard's High phone line. And Joey Wheeler, always the man on the spot, reacting and giving his insights to how he sees the provincial and the professional rugby landscape in Aotearoa. Plenty of texts banked up for Izzy to get to about that. And, of course, the choice is flooring uh, poll result and Paul Moade, as well as the Friday tip. So a busy last furlong for us this morning. But before that, it's the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Across the ditch, Maddie Johns on SENZ. It's Friday then, it's Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, Friday the 8th of October, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. The Kolkata Night Riders popping off this morning, sending the Rajasthan Royals all the way back to Rajasthan from Abu Dhabi with a huge performance from the skip Baz, captain uh, coaching, uh, of course, the Kolkata Night Riders over there. Izzy has had the phone lines running hot on Silver Lake, MPC, and plenty more. 
A bunch of texts to get through. Dino the man says somebody. Yeah, he was fantastic. If you missed our callers at the start of this hour, we will podcast those. Go and have a, a listen because, um, look, Dean especially from Dunedin had a really, really strong opinion and made a lot of sense. Well, it's a party here. So who do you get when you have a party? Who's first ballot? Paul Mawate, of course, from the TAB. He is the party and he is on the line. How you doing, Paulie? Very good, thanks, Louie. And I think it should be noted that uh, the turnaround and fortunes of the Kolkata Knight Riders coincided with Baz McCullum starting his career at SENZ. So um, I think there could <laughs> be some sort of correlation there between the two. Yeah. Yes, yes. You bang yes. on, mate. We're giving him our, 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 our form. Our form guide is, is guiding them over there. I just... I just hope that some of that form guide will rub off on your SENZ showdown. <laughs> oh, this you're weekend, right. Boys. <laughs> well, Paul, I've got to have a, I've got to have a look. It's a showing. Mate, I'm thunderstruck. The money's come because it's the bet of the weekend, or well, one of them. And um, so that's tightened into about $2.50. Zaki is the best 20% return you're going to get this weekend. And Hawks Bay, well, I mean, look, Izzy's confident. He thinks that Cash Dixon's just not, he's not going to, look, he'll lean on the back of a mall and probably score a hattie and then, It'll just be too easy. Tasman will go back down to the Marlborough Sounds, and, yep, that's about it. So don't worry about us, Paul. We're, we're good. No, oh, good. I just hope an elephant doesn't stampede all over your multi-party, <laughs> uh, boys. Uh, you know, I don't know. Juicy. Look out, look out. Anyway, look, we've, um, we've got plenty of promos this weekend, of course. Races 1, 2, 3 and 4 on Saturday from Matamata, Hawara, Caulfield mm. and Ranwick. We've got a bonus back promotion on races 1, 2, 3 and 4 from those four meetings on Saturday. So 16 races altogether on Saturday will have a bonus back promotion attached to them. Also got a bonus back promotion on today's NFL game between the Seattle Seahawks and the LA Rams. Um, there's a bonus back promotion on tonight's a Wellington-Canterbury NPC match, as well as the other NPC matches this weekend. Uh, there's plenty going on, boys. Um, head to the TAB website, of course, to check out all the T's and C's. Oh, we've got a $20,000 guaranteed terminating pick six at the Alex Park Harness tonight as well. And we've also got a $25,000 guaranteed late quaddy at the Timaru races. I mean, there's something for everyone there, boys. Something and, for everyone. And no deposit fees. We've seen the light. Hall- hallelujah. Um, <laughs> Jeff Buckley style. We've seen the light. Congratulations, everyone involved. Paul Mohati, the party. He's having a party this weekend with his TAB promotions. We'll catch up with you on Monday, mate. Hopefully to be basking yeah. in our, Thanks, Paulie. In our weekend, sh- showdown. Yeah, you too. Good luck, boys. Yeah, yes, excellent. TAB.co.nz for everything you need there. Uh, Izzy, time to get our Choices Flooring floors, uh, choices flooring poll results back. The Choices Flooring Floors for Living Spring Sale catalogue is out now. Go and download that today. The poll today, what I wanted you to have your choice in at the Baz and Izzy for Breakfast Twitter page. What are you looking forward to watching the most this weekend? The Ranfilly Shield game between the Hawks Bay and Tasman, Fury versus Wilder, the Caulfield Guineas, or King Country versus Whanganui. We had a great text. Ranfilly Shield, it's coming home to Blenheim for the first time in four decades, but I'm also looking forward to seeing Artorias roll Animo, yeah. assuming there's not too much rain, Maddie and Blenheim. Well, Matt, the Caulfield Guineas, thanks to you, has got the vote. 35.3% people knocking off Fury versus Wilder and the Ranfilly Shield game coming tied in second. So people are excited for the Caulfield Guineas.
Oh, Artorias off back there. Horse, it's a goodie. It's a goodie. Yeah, no, it's a great weekend of betting and sport, mate. I'm looking forward to it. And no, the Redfield Shield is not going home, Medi from Blenheim. Look, it's going to be a cracking game. And let's be honest, Joey didn't even talk about it at all. So that was good chat. We got a, a wee multi that's coming from James. I'm quite confident on that. I'm quite confident on this one. It's actually quite a good one. Morning, Izzy. Morena, Izzy, and team plays for the weekend. Fonganui. Minus 14.5 start, $1.85. Canterbury, $2.05 head-to-head. Magpies, head-to-head, $2.30. Manawatu, minus 4.5 head start. And Multis in at $16.31. $16.31. That's, I'm going to put that on. I'm going to put that on, mate. I'm going to save that. James, and I'm going to take you to that bet, bud. There you go. Here's James, you, uh, you, what's your commission? What, what's, your, what's the uh, percentage? <laughs> Are you like 10% Sharrick? Do you need a little 10% of that? Uh, scrap Super Rugby and top five teams in NPC. Go on and play. Go on to play in a Trans-Tasman comp. That's from Goose. Silver Lake needs to be done. If you have any American sport, it's a full entertainment package. We need money to attract the crowds back and invest in the whole experience, including facilities. And hey, Izzy, these young pl- rugby players should have a year playing club rugby. I'm here in the NACI. Would really help with their development and strengthen the rugby club. Your thoughts from Duncan? Great question, Duncan. That, that is a great question. And um, I loved my time playing club footy. I think it's where it all begins. And, and at the moment, with some clubs, some clubs are struggling because, like um, Joey alluded to, these younger players at high school, they are fully-fledged professionals, and they, they tend to skip. If you're good enough, they tend to skip the club scene, and they'll potentially go on and into super rugby teams. They'll sign them up to academies. Um, and some of them spring back, uh, you know, go back into the clubs, into club scene. But I, I totally love that that kind of insight or that question club footy is very important and it's a great way to evolve and it does it teaches you grassroots grassroots it takes you back to grassroots and what rugby's about and i always say it like when you're when you're fully if you if you're lucky enough to become a professional and you're lucky enough to play the game for a very long time it is mentally and physically demanding on your body so why not enjoy those first couple of years let your body evolve let your body get sound and, and you know, the muscles evolve into full, you know, you grow into a full, full-grown full man and, you know, your body adapts to, to rugby. Why not let that for a year and, and get involved? Oh, look, I love club footy. I'm rambling on here, but I love club footy and I love what it's about and it's a great stepping stone to the future. And at the moment, where I feel, I feel like it's struggling in certain parts of the country. So I think it's hugely important. Love it, Izzy. Really appreciate it. Let's go. No commission, just some clout. Ah, ha, 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 James. <laughs> Cheers, Jimmy. Love it. Double eight, double three. Keep your messages coming through. We will be back with the Friday tipple thanks to Headquarters Viaduct. After this, I'm Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Well, guys, we've made it. It's time for the Friday tipple. Thanks to Headquarters Viaduct, the undisputed heavyweight HOSPO champions of New Zealand. Welcome to Friday, our comrades, our contemporaries, our peers, our colleagues. 
Hope you've had a good week wherever you are. Maybe Tyson Fury could belt out a rendition of Piano Man after he knocks out Dante Wilder <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> it's been a great week, Izzy. It is the Friday Tipple with headquarters. Shout out to Leo and HQ Viaduct. We can't wait to be back down there when we cruise down alert levels. Let's kick it off. On Monday, we talked to Tony Pike, who had an absolute blinder at Rickerton, winning five of the 11 races on the card on the weekend. And Pikey, well, as he always is, he was glad he could help the punters. I think I managed to tip the right horses uh, to the boys on um, on Saturday morning, so that was a good result for everyone. But uh, yeah, yeah, great, great result to, to have some nice young horses um, putting their best foot forward, obviously with the, the better three-year-old races coming up, and um, some of them look very progressive. So uh, yeah, look, hopefully we're in for a good month or two. Cheers, Pikey. Um, it was a great day for Tony Ears, but look, you did miss out a little bit. I feel like you may have been a little gutted as well. Have a listen to this. Izzy, you had a little fill-up, a little record and fill-up? Oh, mate, I, I did, but you know the worst thing, because, I, I, look, it's not bad. I was out with the kids, and we are out lunch, <laughs> and I got home. Jeez, you just got yourself in time <laughs> there. <laughs> oh, luckily she wasn't listening at that time in the morning. No. Cheers, Pikey. Go well, mate. Love that. Love that weekend of racing champion. Cozzy Asana, how good. Hey, <coughs> sorry, got a text here. Quickly before I get on tomorrow, Wellington turning on tonight, flogging the Cantabs. Go the Lions, Gary Uphart. Go the Lions, I reckon, 100%. Next up, I've got to give a toast to my old primary school. <laughs> well, anyone but Canterbury. I obviously live here, but, yeah, I'm Hawks Bay all day. Excuse anyway, next up, I've got to give a toast to my old school, old primary school teacher, Mark Gifkins. Me and Mr. G reminisced about my glory days playing in Hawke's Bay for the Ross Shield. I was uh, refereeing at the time, so I remember it uh, vividly, uh, especially oh. the, um, uh, the Campisi uh, step that you uh, brought into the tournament at that stage. <laughs> I never answered back, did I? <laughs> no, 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 you never answered me back, uh, but you left me behind. One of the uh, fears that referees have is that someone will score a try and the referee's still at the 22. So I was always looking for a knock-on or something I could pull you back on. <laughs> that was so good. So good, Mr G. It was so good to reminisce with you, mate. Uh, Hastings East are playing today. They win today. They win the Ross Shield. So good luck to Hastings East and cheers, Mr G. Hopefully I'll see you tomorrow. Cheers, Mr. G. Hey, Jordan Olsen, the captain of the Northland Tunny Fart. Well, they celebrated Rene Range's 100th game for the Tunny, and Jordan gave us a bit of an insight into what sort of team man Rene is. He amazes us with you know, how, he, how he can still perform at, at a high level, and he's a, he's a bit of a freak in that sense. But, um, yeah, I don't know what it is. He just keeps going, and as we see on the weekend, he, he had a pretty bloody good game. And, and as I say, he bleeds blue. You know, he's all about the Tunnies. <laughs> Yeah, he's a he's a superb team man, and congrats to the Tunny for their first win of this season. Hopefully, they've got many more games to go. Oh, well, Rene's got many more games like that left in him, and hopefully, the COVID situation stays under control in Northland so they can keep on playing. Is now time for the toast of the week, which goes to Liam Lawson. It was announced this week that the 19-year-old will be given the chance to test drive. An F1 car in Abu Dhabi. We asked young Kiwi phenomenon what it means to get this opportunity and how this year has been tracking for him so far. It's been mixed, honestly, with, with Formula 2 and DTM this year. Um, obviously, I would have liked Formula 2 to go a little bit better up to this point, but DTM has been um, fantastic, really. To, to be at this point now, um, going into the last round fighting for the championship is, is awesome. And as you said, the, the Formula 1 news, I mean, that's just, that's incredible. It's something that hasn't quite hit me yet, 
I think obviously when I when I'm going to the test and I, I get to meet the whole team, then I think it'll I'll yeah realise how how cool it's going to be because obviously it's something I've dreamed of since I was a kid. Wow. What an absolute champion he is, uh, Liam Lawson. It's great to see a young Kiwi thriving on the world stage. We're so proud of you, Liam. Hopefully, hopefully that MIQ situation can get sorted very soon. We'd love to see you back here in Aotearoa, and I know your family will be missing you, mate. So best of luck, Liam. Cheers. That is the Friday tipple. Thanks to Headquarters Viaduct, just being the best and making a great home for the winners in life, including everybody we have just cheers there. Liam Lawson, a young Kiwi you will hear a lot more of moving forward. There's a couple of awesome texts on double eight, double three to sum up the morning. And then we're going to be back with the doyen, Ian Smith, to hear what he's up to after nine o'clock. It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast.